You're listening to Around Comics, episode three. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast for the uh, the month of uh, January, even though it's kind of April Happy January. New Year. Happy, Happy New Year's. Uh, hey there, folks. I'm Christopher Neesman. and Christmas. I'm joined by Mr. Brian Salazar. Hello. And Mr. Tom Faders. Oh, that's a delicious beer. Isn't that tasty? I haven't had a beer in like four days. Well, that, one, that one will take care <laughs> of you right there. Mm. And uh, and our uh, our guest de jour, our guest de month. Uh, de month. De month. Is a uh, returning uh, buddy of ours, Mr. Tim Seeley. Good day. Thank hey you for buddy. having me. Hey, Thank buddy. You. Hey, buddy. It's really good to see you guys all together. Yeah. It's, uh, mm. Feels good, doesn't it? Reunion tour, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I like that you're the new 52 podcast. Relaunched. Version, but, version. I mean, well, this would be kind of like the, the Who reunion tour. Still and no so, women. And, and so you're, you're the Keith Moon stand-in. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's still no women involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, in so, comics. In yeah, comics. Yeah. And in comics and rock and roll. Yeah. We don't have room for ladies. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's uh, 2012. We have uh, a limited number of episodes uh, left to bring you before the, uh, the <laughs> end Mayan, of the world, before the Mayan calendar uh, runs out. Forgot but, uh, about that. Yeah, you know, better get cracking. <laughs> happy New Year to everyone. I hope everyone's uh, holidays and uh, and New Years were happy and fun and safe and uh, filled with comic books and all that kind of stuff. Everyone have a good uh, good holiday. Very relaxing. Very relaxing. I, had, I had a real good time. Had a, yeah, I had a great. Got a lot of. Sweet gifts, a lot of comic book related gifts. Really, I, I won't have not. to buy anything for like a year at the rate of which I'm reading <laughs> things. So I'll like, be I, set. People finally realized you're a comic book fan and started buying. Yeah, well, you know, I put it on my Amazon wish list. You know, because it's stuff like when like one of those Hellboy library editions come come on. I'm always just like, oh, I'll just put it in as a. On my wish list, and my mom can get it. Yeah, you know, you gotta have those mom backup kids. Because mom mom loves nothing better than buying Hellboy for her her young son. My mom bought me uh, Lost Girls one year. I put on my (laughs) that actually fucking happened. I bought on my I put on my Amazon wish list, and I got it for. I just put it on there because I thought someday I'll buy this, and then I get go home for Christmas, and then I get it. And my mom says, yeah, I had to fill out some paperwork to get that one. <laughs> <laughs> What's in there, Timmy? Tim, why'd you get a pornographic book? Yeah. So I sat there and read it on Christmas Eve, and I was like, oh, this is just, this is not right it's at all. It's filthy. It's just filthy. <laughs> this is wrong. This is so weird. Uh, we're sitting here in Chicago at Challengers Comics and Conversation, mm-hmm. and Thanks. it's January, and there's joggers running by in yeah. shorts and it was you know, almost, t-shirts. I think it hit 60 degrees today. It's January I mean, Fifth, sixth, yeah, whatever it is, and they, but I keep Must hearing be this thing where it's like uh, we're supposed to have the worst winter, of, like of the country, we're supposed to have the worst winter in Chicago. Like Almanac should, you know, it was well, cloudy coming. It was cloudy. <laughs> it was a little cloudy. Yeah, it's probably worse than everybody. Else. I don't know, man. But I, you know, I, you, Chicago unpredictable. This could go either way. Obviously, could go bad. This could go good. This could go bad. I don't. This, you know, this will be a time bad. capsule episode that w- whenever we get to February, it's going to be like, oh, there's. Why did I say anything? Why did I? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, You know, I did not get that much comic-related stuff for uh, from like uh, 
uh, close friends and, and family. Maybe um, that was a hint. It may have been. Quit being a nerd. Yeah, yeah, my family. Uh, you, you got a lot of battle products, you, you gave me whiskey stones. <laughs> what, am I going to buy you comic books? Yeah, exactly. What are, so. Wait, what are whiskey stones? Uh, whiskey stones are little uh, non-porous stones, or little blocks that you, you put in the freezer, and they chill, and then you put them in a glass of whiskey so it doesn't water down the whiskey, but it, ah, it cools it. Chills it. it. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was going to be something like... This is re- old whiskey that's turned to rock. This is the oldest whiskey known to man. Here you go, Chris. Chris for, is like for those of us. eating it like hard candy, like Werther's. <laughs> <laughs> you're instantly drunk for like a month. You <laughs> yeah. eat one and you're just fucking <laughs> done. That sounds like an awesome idea. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Let's make that. No, they're they're great. Like uh, dorky stuff. If if you have like a, a nice eighty proof bourbon that you don't want to cut with water, yeah. but you want to chill it. Yes, yeah, so we're on a comic book podcast talking. Yeah. About bourbon isn't dorky stuff. Um, yeah, That's welcome true. to our world. What would you recommend for someone who enjoys a nice glass of Siberian ice vodka before they go to bed? <laughs> like in a pint glass, all the way to the top. All the way. To the, I would hit rehab or the meniscus. What is it? The, uh, the meniscus, the like thing, how the water, like uh, the surface tension, makes a bubble where the, like, the vodka is almost going over there. You go all the way. Got to sip it real vodka. quick before you, you know, <laughs> take it to your dark room. <laughs> And coming from me, you yeah. know, this, this comment, that's a problem. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, me. it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's good. It's, <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so school's going well yeah, for you. School's, then, school's going real well. Um, yeah. Uh, what what uh, comic book bounty did you guys get? Anything cool? No. Um, Read anything about that? I got the Losers Omnibus, the Kirby Losers mm. Omnibus. Oh, man. I got that's that. really that's awesome. awesome. I got Bean World Volume 2. I still need to read. I got uh, I got skyscrapers of the Midwest, mm-hmm. which is what I'm going to talk about today. Yeah, I got uh, Chicago Zone. Yeah, I got um, the Hellboy Library Edition. I got I got a bunch of stuff, man. I got a ton of shit to read. Jeez. Cool, nice. Yeah, nice. I'm real simple though. I got some DC comic pint glasses. Oh, Ooh. combine Ooh. your. Uh, I think I got that same set. Yeah. <laughs> My sister got me that. Other than that, nothing comic really. Like did you get whiskey stones? I didn't get that. No, I did not. I, I bought those for Chris. No. You got I did get the Star huge, Trek. Huge uh, box of beer. I got a big box of beer. <laughs> oh. I got the Star Trek Blu-ray set. Star Trek? Yeah. Cool. Uh, cool. Cool. Movie. The Star Trek movies. Yeah. 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 Even five? Yeah, they're all in there. I don't <laughs> think you can order it without all of them. It's, all right. All I'll right. watch them all. Wait, is that the one with the whales? Yeah. No, that's four. Oh, that's four. Wait, which one's five? Five's the one where they find God. God, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. The oh, Final Frontier. Final no. Frontier. No. No, Final Frontier is six. Oh. Five is the one that apparently God's that we've all tried to forget about. Trying to forget. I've seen it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just watched. I was actually just watching it. It was on cable the other day. I was. I. Yeah. It was bad. I didn't. I just watched a little of it. I recently watched Wrath of Khan, and as much as you would have asked me how, like, what's your favorite Star Trek movie? I would have said Wrath of Khan, but in watching it again, it's sort of ridiculous. <laughs> I like, would say my, my favorite one is the new Star Trek, like, 2010 yeah. Star Trek is my like favorite the, one at this point. Uh, I like the Jonathan Frakes directed one with the Borg. That was fucking cool. Yeah, that oh, was regeneration cool. or, re, or was, was it first contact? First contact. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that, that was, was pretty cool. good. Jonathan Frakes has turned into quite the director. He's uh, does a lot of TV. I think he uh, uh, he direct a lot of the Leverage episodes. Oh really? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he's. I was watching uh, with his mustache. Oh my god! Yeah. What, what can he do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
shave. Shave. I was watching the captain of ship. The original. As well, I was watching the original Star Trek on Netflix. They have the remastered or re- yeah, those are cool. They actually really are cool. They they did a really nice job like redoing some of the special effects. Where yeah, I was watching it with my I kids. Mean, do you like the cutscenes? Because the cutscenes are it's it's kind of like the Star Wars stuff which we talked about, where it's so blatantly. New cutscenes. What do you mean? Cut well, scenes. they they, they uh, uh, I don't even know what you're talking like about. Like the new ship flying through the yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, to me, it was flawless. Like okay. I didn't even like, I haven't watched Star like the original Star Trek in a long time. So you know, I went back and I just sat down and watched like the first three or four episodes with my kids, and they really liked it too. But we were just watching. We were kind of I was kind of laughing, and, and they were enjoying it. But yeah. like, like the, I didn't the, even know that. I'm like at one point, I'm like. Wow, that was a pretty cool looking special effects for 1960 sure. whatever. Yeah. I'm like that that seemed weird. I did but I didn't really register that they had remastered or anything. Um until I was talking to somebody about it and they're like, "Oh yeah, those are the remastered." Well, I'm like, yeah. "Oh, that makes sense. But other so than they, that, I didn't really even notice What it. about it, the it, fart jokes they went back and added? Oh, yeah, those are, style. you know, yeah. they're okay. They're, some of them are good and, you know. Misa here to help you, Spock. <laughs> <laughs> no. So terrible. There's none of that in there. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with all that. But they had the cool, the cool uh, uh, remastered ones on Netflix, which were pretty cool. All those Vulcan farts. They're just <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Star Trek, uh, logical. The, uh, the guy from <laughs> Sherlock, Cumberbatch, Sherlock, yeah, Benedict. Yeah. Cumberbatch. He's going to be the villain in the next Star Trek movie. Name, man. Yeah, I heard that. Is he Khan? Because he made a sweet Khan. I don't know if they're doing Khan. He's also the motion capture guy for Smog. I don't think they're just going to do Khan. I don't think they'll even do Khan. Yeah, Cumberbatch is... uh, He's he's all... uh, It's going to be in The Hobbit. I wish you would have watched the new episode of Sherlock. Well, you know, um, Watson Watson is going to be Bilbo, right? Uh, 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 Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Yeah, he has a name. Watson. 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 (laughs) Martin Freeman. He's been in a lot of things besides... (laughs) He's Watson. Condescending much? No. Uh, yeah. Jim from, I just the, Tim from the office. Yeah. That's why I was I liked him in, uh, I liked him in uh, Love Actually. But, uh, ah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I just didn't. I'm terrible with actor that? names. Yeah, he was, uh, he was the one that. I, I he was, uh, what, are you kidding? I didn't watch that movie. My yeah. wife complained yeah. one weekend. We've all diddled our vaginas to love, actually. You guys, don't fucking try to get out of it. I've, no, my wife complained like three weeks ago because I made her watch. I was like, ah, let's uh, let's see what's on uh, Netflix or Amazon streaming. And I just picked something. And then Shaolin she was like, Monk from she was just like, why can't we 7? ever just watch like Love Actually? <laughs> like, she's like, I'm sure I wouldn't even really like it, but it would just be nice just to watch like a, no- a normal movie that somebody else watches. But every every dude. Like that's a girl. That's a very like girly ass movie. But most dude like Scotty Young. That's his favorite film. I mean, I'm not calling oh. Scotty out right now. He, yeah. If he's listening, he'll, he'll, he'll say. He'll be yeah, my I like how physically you like leaned over. I like, don't even know. No, what's I had a hair in my oh, okay. I, had a, I had one of my own mustache hairs in my teeth. That's why I had to do that. But anyway, yeah. Like, what is that? Dudes, which one is that movie? It's like several several stories that happen kind of around Christmas. Liam Neeson. Uh, oh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman, uh, the guy from Walking Dead. Um, yeah, I don't think I actually ever did see it. It's yeah. a cute movie. It's cute. Yeah. It's so cute it'll make you fucking shit. But it's you know it's like one of those movies that as a guy you can watch. It's like every it's popular terrible. British actor and what actress. What was the one? Uh, and Karen, a couple Americans. Keira Knightley. Yeah, Keira Knightley. Is Ooh. Andrew Lincoln is the guy from Walking Dead. He's in there, and then. Uh, but yeah, it's and just, he's in love with Keira Knightley. 
Yeah. I always hear is like Keira Knightley's married. Wait, to his is Andrew Lincoln right. British? Yeah, no, shocking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesus. They all are. They all are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All or Australian. If they're not British, they're Australian. Maybe New Zealand, but real unlikely. But so they're not American. There's not a lot. Yeah, show. not American. When's Obama going to get on that shit? There's <laughs> <laughs> so all these fucking foreigners in our TV shows. I, yeah, Those I are jobs. Those are jobs. Well, yeah, exactly. you, you, Regulate. Well, uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Cumberbatch, right? Is it Cumberbatch? Yeah. Cumber- yeah I don't Cumber- know. Uh, Sherlock. Sherlock? Yeah, which I'm going to ask you about it, but you can't it's spoil not a real it. Name. But, but you can't, uh, you can't spoil it. I haven't seen good. it yet either. What's the, the, the new season? Yeah, the new one. Wait, wasn't that okay? So my understanding is that there was one like that was set in a comic book sort of thing, but they canned it. Is there a different episode? What? Is there, okay, the, the new season of Sherlock. Yes. yes, they filmed an episode that was based on the old, uh, based on an old story that they replaced the whatever characters with geeks. It was a comic book themed one, but they shit canned it. Oh yeah, this had nothing to do with comic. Oh, books. that must be the real actual first episode. Yeah, I've seen. okay. Yeah, no. that's that's Stephen Moffat that yeah. that does that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does I, it seem like you're talking about something else, though? No, it's shot. I'm positive. Really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. It, got delayed, no it got delayed for a while. So yeah. maybe that was. That's why. Maybe they should cancel. This had nothing to do with. He's working with, on uh, Doctor Who. So. Yeah, but they, they actually literally filmed an episode that they didn't use. Why? I don't. Any know. idea why? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't read that. I, just, I love this show, but I didn't. It's too do much it. Marvel. People <laughs> complain. <laughs> why is the DC relaunch? All the this is so. This is so Marvel biased. Some dude was talking about a comic uh, book that didn't exist anymore. A character that yeah. didn't re, you know. You have to you have to booted. list as many DC books. Mm. <laughs> it's like it's like politics. You have the liberal and conservative yeah. sides of each other. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I figured that you didn't have time to hang out on uh, forums. Mm. Now that you're back in school. I know, I know, I, I know what goes on. No shit, no shit. Changed on the internet recently. I'm seeing people. Proclaiming that one of the two companies sold more than the other, <laughs> and they enti- devote entirely too much of their own identity to a giant corporation that doesn't give a shit about them. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think you're right. You're right. Tom's doing his carnage over there. <laughs> like, they don't care. That was my post. What are you talking? Yeah, about? I email I sent to you. Well, that, Tom. Was, that was that was what was shocking to me. That one thing that did come out in the or not come out. One of the things that happened in the last month is that uh, Marvel put out an official statement that they were uh, in favor of the um, uh, Sopa Sopa. Act, yeah, well, they're which, owned by Disney. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're they're a they're a company that creates a product that gets pirated on the internet. Well, all of and the people, and, and, and people are surprised that that they're but, I mean, going it's to also support like, this bill. Yeah. I mean. Most Who of those companies, but most of those companies, I think, didn't. They just said, "Oh, it's soap," but they didn't. It, it restricts these things, but it actually works against most of their interests. I think if they actually looked into it more. I mean, but but I, and whatever. It's, I, I hate internet power. I fucking deal with it every day. But uh, if those corporations had spent more time looking into it, they wouldn't have instantly thrown their. There's there's flaws in it beyond what they think. Yeah, and if they, I mean, and they're obviously their interests are. Making money. What are those flaws? Just to play devil's oh, advocate. Like you could really up. use it. You could use the restrictions. Like the language of it is so. It's very vague. Very, very, it could be really used for to shut down any website. Yeah, like anything with images of anything that like. But in the end, it doesn't. Them. Yeah, and it, it doesn't. It doesn't actually well, we do what they want it to do. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It it, would, it's, it, yeah, the, the things that they wanted to cut doesn't really do, and I think it. I mean, it's just that sort of general thing where regulating the internet is not understood by the people who 
wish they could regulate the internet. And well, it I don't know. I mean, I, you know, it, it, the the majority of digital con- if we're just to talk about digital comic books, the majority of the sharing of digital comics is done through websites that torrents. offer in torrents or yeah. websites that offer direct download links. Uh, if you start shutting those sites down or blocking their access, I mean, that's going to stop. It doesn't, though. Well, I mean, the, I don't know. I I, I wish I'd I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't know what you were talking about. I'm not. 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 I'm there aren't any in the U.S. And, like that many anymore. Well, no, but all of them are outside. That's the whole thing. Yeah. They're, all, they're all outside they of the U.S. It. and they yeah. can't stop them. I was going to say, it is, it is funny when like Marvel or DC are like, in favor or something like that and people really like get up in arms about it. It's because nerds love petitions. <laughs> it's because nerd, they do, Boy right? Cats, like petitions. petitions used to be a thing that they'd have you do because it was a waste of time. So you would get away from them. You know, like, Fill you know what? Positions. If you get enough signatures, we'll stop. So you'd go run off and you'd spend three months doing it and they wouldn't have to bother. But now with the well, internet, you just send a link, it. like, sign this internet pledge. You know, now it is, it's like... A hundred thousand yeah, whatever. useless signatures. And, but I think it's just that people, like to, people like to be um, outraged by, like, what comic companies do. Because somehow the comic companies have done this like really weird thing where they've like been like you are we you and me are friends. You go back to you know God Stan Lee and probably way before the EC EC did that is that it was about marketing themselves as you know we're we understand you and creating that. Um, that sense of loyalty with their customers, and that's why we have people who are Marvel zombies or you know yeah. a part of DC Nation. I mean, DC every time Nation. I go to a con, someone tries to to sort of pick a fight. They're not pick a fight, but they want to discuss like what the fuck, Tim Seeley. Well, well, what were you? <laughs> what are you like a Marvel or DC guy? I'm like, I don't know. They make comics. I read comics. <laughs> you know what I mean, like I don't. People, Whatever, people, people love to pick sides. And yeah, it's, 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 it's now, like buddy. politics. That's what you yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's like politics. Are you, are you a Bears fan or are you a Packer fan? Yeah, exactly. Are you a Democrat or you a Republican or whatever? And, right. then, and then whenever whenever a company, which is a company, does something that doesn't match up with with what you want it to, then people get upset. How can they do this? The perceived yeah, version of, yeah. But yeah. I mean, whatever. It's, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, obviously the... The, the the problem with uh, you know stealing stuff and 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 the torrents and all this stuff is an issue, but the way that companies have chosen to deal with it, and the way the government has proposed things to deal with it, by the time that they get those things out, they're outdated. They uh, usually end up hurting the wrong people, and they're not effective. That's, it's hard. That's it's hard. Problem. Hard to legislate. Right. Exactly. Curve, so you yeah. have to basically you need a societal change towards. The way that people view stealing creative stuff—that—that's what you need. It's a whole thing. I mean, we could do it. You could do a whole podcast about that. But that's obviously what these kind of things don't handle. They don't handle the actual societal attitudes about it. They restrict things. They just push people underground. They don't. It doesn't. You know what I mean? It's. I don't know. Sure. It's easy to say. Don't Tim fucking wants my book. to get paid cash money. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like Pay that, that man his Where's, money. Where is Tim's money? But I don't want. I don't want to regulate 
just want to say that. Bitch Blade. No, I, 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 I understand. Uh, I mean, I certainly understand people. But I always kind of laugh, too, like... People look at something like SOPA and they go, oh, Jesus, it's just the next step towards, you know, New World Order and, and, like, censorship. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, 1984. And it's like, well, not really. I mean, it, okay, so they shut down a website and if it's if it's wrong for them to do it, it's – like there's appeal processes. There's Sure. Whole, I mean, like it's not just like this – you know, somebody's sitting there with a, a switch and going, oh, he's, you know, gone and there's no, yeah. nobody well, looking at it. Nobody, and, well, and I know people, I mean. people are and, acting and, like, you know, and, they haven't been shutting down sites, which they have. They do it all the time. Well, it's, well sure. here in the U.S., yeah. That's I mean, it's not necessarily. I mean, you're basically, cons- you're throwing a lot of rights to corporations. You're not throwing those same rights to the individuals. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's, I whatever. The shit isn't going to be right for a long time, but it, hopefully... I mean, Everything should just be it. fucking open source. <laughs> well, it's just like when you try to regulate, Wild like, West. you think of the kids, I mean, the, the current, I mean, you hate to go, like, the kids today, but basically, like, they don't, cons- they, the idea of buying an album is not something they're, oh, it's, it's not, yeah, it's not even something that they say, well, that's dumb. They just don't, it, they're not, they don't know it. Right. it you know what I'm saying? It they don't exist. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. exist in their purview. No, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't happen. I mean, like, downloading a song and paying 99 cents, they get, but you know what I mean? But, like, going, treating things as though they are, you know, uh, the only way to get them is through what we decide is the distribution method. It's done. I have a daughter who's, who's nine years old. She's going to be ten. And, and think in, like, Five, six years from now, uh, she's going to be 15, 16 years old, say. She'll be voting and, for her first cyborg president. <laughs> and by that, well, no, by that time, you know, she, you know she already uses John my... John McCain? <laughs> she already uses my iPad. She, you know, she already wants, like, an iPod thing or whatever. And that's going to be very common to her. And, and, like, I sort of imagine her at, that, at some point just, like, if we still are publishing... Four dollar comic books, yeah, and you, can't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they won't even. It'll be like, what? What are you? You know, what are you doing? What is the? You know, what is this? This is crazy. This is stupid. Sure. Yeah, it's it just. It, I mean, they're they're that way now. I mean, like they, you know, I've seen kids get excited about. Well, of course, there was six dollar comic books and right, right, yeah. Right, yeah. But the, it's not even about like uh, the value or anything like that. It's just that, you know. For for the way that they they look at things, it's like well yeah. this this Perceive, I gotta pay money out go get it and then it takes up space and what what the fuck like it's not the way that we think about stuff so you know I mean that's but can a can a PDF have a sweet placeholder well, that, ribbon <laughs> well, that, and, well that's the whole thing is that well, beautiful, they do have bookmarks beautiful objects still <laughs> more still beautiful objects are still beautiful objects like that's yeah. a beautiful object. Like that's an item. It's that's well something printed. worth. Right. Yeah. Kids still get that. Like I've seen. You know. Like if you, if you give somebody something that is special. I mean, like the disposable method of distributing things is done. You know what I mean? Like just a shitty. Here's a cassette that cost or whatever CD that costs whatever, and it's it's fucking disposable. Or like, or I can just put it on my computer for just something I want to fucking listen to. Or if it's just comic, I just want to fucking read it. I'll just do it digitally. I don't need a right. three dollar pile of paper that you know I can. They just don't. They're not going to get. This it. is a really. This is a really pretty object. What's, yeah, what's, what's, what's the object talking? you're holding? What is Tom the can't wait to talk about this book. It's which my genitals. Awesome. Oh God! <laughs> it, why do you it's have a ribbon around your genitals? Good lord! It's part of my religion. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
Well, Catholicism is a strange. It is a gorgeous book. It it's, is. It's I was holding up skyscrapers of the Midwest because it does have a placeholder ribbon, which I always enjoy when a book yes. has a placeholder ribbon. Because then the I last don't have lock to... and key volume didn't have one after the first that three did, and it's like, what the fuck? Is it? Is there a sketch in the front of that? Book? I don't think so. No, it's like a what weird. It? It's, a it's like a shitty kid's version. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, maybe the lock and key are expected to read it in one <laughs> sitting. Fucking power sword. Holy shit, they did a He-Man thing. Yes. By the way, I was going to say, my uh, geek Christmas present was my brother got me uh, Wonder Bread He-Man, which is the most rare of all He-Man figures. No one knows how many exist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This is Wonder, Wonder He-Man Bread He-Man. Wonder Bread He-Man. Yeah. It's got brown hair. Uh, it was made before the figures. So the figures came in 82. It was made in 1981. Uh, and no one knows exactly what the deal is and where it came from. In numbers, they think it was Wonder Bread, but Wonder Bread has no documentation of it. Wait, what? what Wonder Bread made it? They as it was a, a mail away, mail away like oh, you bought something, okay, okay. but no one's exactly sure. It's like this fucking notorious. It's like a prototype. Yeah, what's the, made it before? That's some weird shit. Well, yeah, man. it's pretty weird. Like man. no one knows. No one knows where this. Where did he? Where did brown he, hair? Where did he get it from? He. Well, I mean, I don't know if you know my brother, but he's down <laughs> with the fucking. Toy nerds, man. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I have a T-Man collection, and I have every figure that's, like, easy to get. But he's trying to get me into the shit that I can't, which I appreciate because I'll never be able to find this. He's giving me the stuff that's, like, the whispered under tables and shit. <laughs> so I got underground He-Man. Yeah, yeah this like, is for you. Wow. Well, what is this a He-Man? Uh, it's a Wonder Bread He-Man. It is. It's weird. I know. It's kind of a fucking funny thing. Keep it on your breath. Keep it on your breath. Making it called Wonder Bread He-Man makes it even what's more the, uh, What's the uh, street value of a Wonder Bread He-Man? I don't think that the, if they're no in good knows. shape, they go for no less than $200 or $300. Wow. If, wow. if they're in perfect condition, it's still in the bag. They're probably up to a thousand or something. There, I mean, they're, because they're they're so weird. No one really knows it. Well, the bread in the bag's got to be really old. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's Wonder Bread, so it's still. Oh, edible. So it's still edible. <laughs> it's not it's really still bread. Yeah. It's like just it's to, like yeah, home. It's, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's crazy. Like a super weird, rare precursor. He-man. Like he yeah. Like this is apparently. Oh. I guess what the the current theory is because no one exact. The, the weird part is like, in which makes it so highly collectible because. No one knows. Like one where it came happened. from. And then Mattel doesn't know. have any version. But it, the cl- figure clearly I think, exists. I think because I think somebody made this up in their basement. And it's impossible because it has a stamp on the neck that's different than the other ones. So it's a. It's, it would be impossible to do that. You know what I mean? Like nothing's impossible. Episode of Sherlock. I don't know. Episode. Well, whatever the know. case may be, I mean, it's pretty interesting. But anyway, they, they're brown hair. They have black armor instead of. Uh, you know, so is there a whole line of them, or is it just, just He Man? Just He Man. And it the, apparently what people think happened was that when they uh, Wonder Bread wanted to do a mail away thing for Barbie, and uh, they said, "What about the boys? What about the boys?" boys and they said, well, "We're working on this thing, but it's not finished." And so they said, "Okay, well, we'll do that." And they just used the figure and they tested it this way. They got like sixty kids fucking mailed in the thing, and they're like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Yeah, and they sent out and then they sent out these figures, uh, and they we got an idea. Don glued on this. Don glued. <laughs> oh, I hung out with Don at. Uh, I went to the Masters Universe convention in L.A. and I hung out with Don the whole fucking weekend. It was a blast, man. He's like, really? oh, I remember you. Yeah, we had a great What's time. What's the oh, Masters of the yeah. Universe convention like? If you are to compare it to a comic book, yeah, guys searching for fucking <laughs> Wonder Bread, He Man. <laughs> That's not a criticism, but it's just my yeah. brother and I thought it was really funny because uh, as so you 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 imagine in your head like yeah well if you're really hardcore into He Man, She Ra, you know I guess I, and then you get there you're like. 
we're the straight guys here. <laughs> wow, <laughs> the two really? guys. That, that yeah, kind of would I mean, there was other straight guys. Obviously, Val Staples runs the show. And there's plenty. But Val oh, runs that's the right. show. Val yeah. runs the show. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Was, yeah. anyone, was anyone dressed as Orko? There was no or, no one really dressed up. That was probably the most interesting thing about it. But they Val did have, have a podcast, though. He, he yeah, I was on it. And he fucking ripped my ass out. Whoa. Whoa. For the mini comics that I wrote. Because they were non-canon. Because they were, you know, short and designed to tell, sell toys, and they weren't very deep, and they were like, dude punches dude, whatever, you know. Like, <laughs> but, uh, wow. Wow. Man, I'll man. get that in your ass for... <laughs> he got my ass for it, man. When you're like, oh, yeah. When you're given an opportunity to add to the lore of He-Man, and you don't take full advantage of it, you should be. You don't yeah. take that yeah, seriously. You know how, it was really right. your mistake for yeah. that. You know, you know, I'm sure Mattel would have loved that. <laughs> But yeah, some a real turning point in the character's history in this mini comic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what was the what was the uh, the book that you did that was kind of your uh, your parody? Of- oh, Colt Noble and the Megalords, which yeah. you know, I mean, that's how I got the fucking He Man job. But that's where I was like, I'll do my He Man stories here. So I wasn't concerned about. I was just like, oh, I got to drop John He Man writing He Man. I'm just going to do what Mattel wants. They want this dude punching this dude. I make this dude punching this dude, and then. The He-Man fans raked me over the call. <laughs> <laughs> you got killed. You call yourself a He-Man fan? Like, I'm one of you. I'm one of you. Were you, you at a panel and it was just a line of people like who weren't <laughs> asking questions? Would but slap me? <laughs> that thing that people do at conventions where it's not really a question. It's more of like a <laughs> yeah. statement of I like... I just want you to know... So sort of insult. So, Tim, whenever you decided to uh, write this comic that sucks, what yeah. were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, why did you ruin and He-Man? Like, I literally <laughs> did you yeah. ruin He-Man? I literally I really had to justify it. So, uh, no, I had eight pages. That's maybe 32 panels if I'm lucky. So, um, here's what uh, uh, Tim, on what day uh, of the week was it that you woke up and decided to destroy the He-Man universe <laughs> uh, and write the single uh, worst comic? Tim, I'm having, a, I'm having a hard time determining which one of Skeletor's minions you have the least amount of respect for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, was, going that was into Val's question. <laughs> It was pretty great. I mean, and I've been friends with Val for probably ten years. You're like, yeah, like, I gotta scratch the colors just not off a, my list. This yeah, no, we're cool, but I, I was just he was warned me beforehand. Like he, could, he was, it's, it's Dude, Sunday it's Sunday morning at nine o'clock. They do their fucking podcast. So he warns me the night before. He gives me an email. Just so you know, it's probably gonna be kind of rough. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> you're probably like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, about? I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip you a new asshole. Yeah. About <laughs> just to warn you. Well, at least he gave you the warning. Yeah, well, yeah, anyways, well, you didn't see the follow-up email that I that just I because it's a mini comic Witchblade this week. Yeah. Yeah, and it's Witchblade. <laughs> just because it's a mini comic doesn't mean it has to be a mini story, Tim. <laughs> can be a, f- a mega story. <laughs> mega, can story. Be a mega story. <laughs> Full size story in a mini comic, oh, yeah. really, Tim. Yeah. Full size writing. Just saying. Um... Is there, like, there must be, <clears throat> I'm having a hard time imagining, like, a He-Man, con- a long amount of He-Man continuity. Because there isn't that much He-Man material, right? Well, I mean, well, no. yeah, obviously there's not, I mean, there's cartoon. and There's I mean, a sweet no Dolph one, Lundgren movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no one really considers it, like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's not like there's, Spider-Man. There's not, like, like He-Man yeah. canon and, and... Yeah, I mean, there's, it's, you know, anything that's based, I mean, G.I. Joe fans are... You, and Transformers fans are used to like multiple versions. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. like before we go any further, just tread carefully. I just want you. To, I don't want you to ruin your relationships oh, with no, the He-Man no, 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 no. fandom. Oh, I'm, I'm, this is true. <laughs> uh, 
No, they're, they're, people are used to multiple versions yeah. of stuff. Because, you know, the mini-comics were their own thing when we were kids, and the cartoon was its own thing, and the Star Comics line was its own thing, and the, you know, the shit was all different. Nobody, like, goes, like, oh, and that one issue was completely different. You know? Like, um, it just was. You do not get the voice of Orko correctly. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, it's not, but you'd think that super fans would be a little more forgiving because, but, but. Comics have a Bible, and that is the comic. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, nobody goes, well, in that one issue, one episode of the 1960s cartoon, they just right. say that as a version of, right? Yeah. But they don't think of it as some kind of Bible. There's no real Bible no in, real in toy canon, lines, yeah. right? There's no, I mean, people, like Transformers fans will say that the Simon Furman run on the UK is their favorite, but they won't say that that's. That's, that's Transformers. That's real Listen, Transformers. The, 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 yeah, exactly. like that's real. Right, right. The He-Man canon is all in my mind it's years of playing <laughs> right. toys years yeah that's the real oh, and that's the other you know, thing too is some that, incredible stories yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean and that's the other thing too is that those figures weren't designed when they were made when they were made there was no story they were made for you to play with they right like, oh they hit the story you make was, up the story hey. yeah the story was she's the girl with the staff and he's the guy with the sword right. Right? this I mean, is triclops yeah. right it was it but <laughs> You know all of these characters, Tom. I'm impressed. I, I had a bunch of them. Bat, the guy that was a battering ram where you'd hit the spring on the bottom and he'd... Ram Man. Ram Man. Ram Man. Yes. But, yeah. How could you forget Ram Man? <laughs> yeah. How could you forget Ram Man? I, I, mean, I had all of them. I, I, I was a, a crazy... And I, I'm sort of embarrassed about it now because I was probably too old at the time when I still had them. I don't know. When, when did that... When did... When, did I, mean, when I was a kid, they were big. And they sort of died out in... Uh, like eighty seven, eighty eight, okay, well, and no, like okay. eighty nine, they put eighty two. The, I was eleven, so that's perfect. He Man line, which was like Space He Man, which no one liked, um, and then yeah, I mean the cartoon was over by like eighty six or something like that. I remember so, I sent away for like a mail in He Man poster that was like on a pack of bubble gum, and I never got it. And I was so oh, you missed out. That poster was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. I know exactly the one you're talking about because that poster fucking rules. <laughs> It has every character coming Yeah, down I know. That was oh, what yeah. I wanted. I wanted okay. that yeah. poster. I got that right now. <laughs> I got right that fucker friend. Hey, right next if, to his Wonder Bread He-Man. If, yeah. if you go to the He-Man convention, I'm sure you can pick it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. sure. Uh, maybe yeah. next Hey, year. speaking of convention, do you go to the... There's a horror convention out here. I don't know where it's... It's somewhere in the suburbs, isn't it? Well, there's a few. There's uh, Flashback Weekend. There's Fangoria. Fangoria. Where's Fangoria? That's They're actually in the same... Area. I mean, oh. they're basically both in Rosemont, I think. Okay. Right. But, I mean, there's a few. Do you go there's, to those shows? I've done horror cons in the past, but, like, uh, comic book guys and horror shows doesn't... I mean, it's not, it's not a bad thing, but, like, you know, how do you compete with... And, and at a comic convention, you can compete with a celebrity. Like, yeah. I mean, and that's not right. But I'm, you know, what I'm saying it's like it's, I can, it's, it's worth your time to go. Right, right, right. right. And there are people there who want gonna... to see you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you like and at a horror convention, like any goddamn given day, I'm sick Robert England is not yeah. gonna. He, he, nobody's gonna give a shit about you if you're sitting next to you know, no Freddy Krueger because it's not. It, they're there for the movies. The movies define that genre, that right, genre, right. you know. So, but I mean, it's still. I always have a good time, and I always end up getting to hang out with the dudes. Like that's the best thing about horror conventions is that you inevitably end up hanging out with England or Tom Atkins or somebody right. like that. Which uh, that is fucking. I pay. I pay does, to go to the show sometimes just to do that. But, does uh, yeah. like Steve Niles do okay at those shows? I would imagine. Uh, is he, is I don't. Kind of Steve trying. hasn't done that. Shit. I, I used to see Steve at those shows, but um, yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. The, like the horror thing has gotten kind of weird. It's not. Uh, yeah, it, it, I mean the cons and horror stuff, unfortunately, are not as good as comic book horror cons. Right. And I'm not right. insulting anybody. Run one. I'm sorry if you run one, but 
the they're, they're always sort of more ghettoized. It's like we're never going to have a San Diego flea market. Yeah, yeah, we're never going to have a San Diego Comic Con of horror. Con, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Like it's not ever going to be like you know as uh, legitimized. It's just I love those people. Like if you want to go to a bar and have the best fucking night of your life, go during a horror convention to the hotel bar and hang out with those motherfuckers. It's a blast. You know, like super cool people, but. It's never. It's just not as legitimized. It's always a little bit. It's always overcharged. You know, I always feel bad for horror fans because you, know, you go to a show, you go to a comic con, and you want to get a signed by something signed by Bruce Campbell or something. The rate is going to be way less than when you go to some horror con. And Bruce sure, Campbell. Really? Oh, yeah, sure, it's just sure. it's always way more expensive, and you know, it's I mean, kinda, I, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like you know going to a, a store signing versus a convention. Yeah, you know, it's it's just know, it, like it's a, just it's not the same. I mean, it's awesome because it's really, literally the only genre of film that has its own. Com- There's yeah. no romantic comedy, comedy com- action adventure, adventure rom com, rom com con. I was asking I about that. Love actually, rom com, rom com. Is there a Morrison con? I think in yeah, Morrison, Ron uh, Richardson like started that from uh, you know from Morrison or Morrissey, Morrison con. I would say Morrison like, con, like but yeah, there Jim is. Morrison, no, no Grant. Grant Morrison, oh. Grant Morrison, con? Yeah, I haven't read no. up on it, but uh, but the reason I was asking about Steve Niles is uh, I was watching. Ron Steve. did start that, yeah. As I Richards? understand it, no, Ron, Ron Richards, yeah. From, as I understand it, for my fanboy, yeah. As I understand it, I could be wrong. He might have started a Morrissey con. Grant Morrison, obviously, gonna have to find out about this. Uh, the reason I was asking well, I'm about, starting uh, one too. Uh, about who? Niles about who? is that Ron? Do you watch the Grant Morrison? Do you watch the Chiller Network? Yeah, Steve Niles has a has a movie on on Chiller, and it's called, I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, it's a Steve Niles. What's the? Nah, what, uh, I, nah. I forget the the name. Nah, of it. I nah, nah, this it. is scary. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a zombie movie. But uh, I can't I, think of it. But yeah, I, I, I thought I it was cool that I mean it's billed as you know Steve, yeah, Steve Niles. Yeah, he's got this. a definite name in that world, man. He's Steve. Steve I'm, just, man. I'm hoping it's much better than uh, Stan Lee's Harpies. What? <laughs> I don't, know. Not, I don't even know that existed. Stanley's Harpies is his ex-girlfriend. So it's like, oh, <laughs> bum yeah, True believer. Did we completely derail from Tom yeah, talking yeah. about? Yeah, we uh, talked about him. Oh, listen, I was ready to go to He-Man. I want. I, when we, you hit a rich He-Man vein, you need to keep <laughs> digging. It. Keep digging. Yeah, vein. keep digging, my friend. Well, sorry, yeah, I, didn't even, I didn't realize that that. Ha- well, skyscrapers of the Midwest has a Masters you've ever seen. It, it does. Yeah, that's well, how I mean, we got there. That's how oh, we got okay, there. Okay. Yeah. It's all about you know growing up in the Midwest, and it's about. Um, I, I think ostensibly it's about Josh Cotter's childhood, though I imagine it's at least partially fictionalized. At least it seems sort of biographical. I've always wanted to. Uh, to Did he uh, write draw, and draw that? Yep, he wrote. He, Sorry, he, no. he, I've he always wanted wrote. to drop uh, Josh a uh, line to come in and talk about it. Is he a local guy? Yeah, he's a Chicago guy. But I think it, he wasn't like so Rogers Park or something. Grow up in the Midwest. Where, it, did, where is the book based? Uh, in the Midwest, in somewhere. Just I, yeah, I, I can't remember. Blanktown, USA. It, they might, it might have mentioned it, but it wasn't so definitive as to be right. important. Shitholes, yeah, Lewis. like you know, Midwest. Hey, probably well, like sorry, Wausau, hey. like Wausau or Green Bay. Yeah, probably like <laughs> Green Bay. All the same. So it, it deals with him, uh, you know, the little kid, the star of the book, uh, What's the younger name? brother. Um, I don't know if he's ever called did by you really name. Read actually, this book? I did. Uh, it's done in such a. Um, like, it's a bunch of different scenes, sort of. There's not, like, a totally tight story linking all of them. So it's just, like... It's not incredibly linear. One scene. It's a collage of his Yeah, life. it's one scene. Of, there's a thing of him at, like, summer camp, and he almost shits himself. 
So we actually got like shit in the forest Wait, and a bunch of kids make fun of him. stuff and somebody almost shits their pants and I didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know about it. Yeah, Josh got him. But a lot, of, out, a lot of it is about sort <laughs> of. Local. A lot of it's about, you know, the stuff that happens when you're a kid that makes you no longer a kid. Like the first, yeah, you start getting picked on. The first time, <laughs> you know, like he <laughs> likes he likes toy robots, and he has a favorite action figure called Nova Stealth, which is like a robot. And the other kids are making fun of him because he's a little he is, too yeah, old right, to right. like. Like it. me and, and like, my He-Man, yeah, like collection. <laughs> He-Man collection. Like Sixteen. And there's you know? one scene that's like his mom gets him um, a backpack that's like a robot backpack, and he knows he can't wear it to school because the other kids Beat the fuck will make out fun of him. him. So he goes and tells his mom, "Oh, you have to return it." And then you cut to the scene, and it's. The um, robot backpack gets up, like walks outside, and drowns itself like in a pond. <laughs> <laughs> like, six the but I mean, uh, that makes it sound darker than it is. Because right, it's a little right. bit sort of. I, I've heard people talk about it where they're like, oh, it's such a downer. I kind of thought it kind of had like a little bit of a sense of humor to it. Because it's so ridiculous to see this robot, robot backpack. like backpack. But what a sad moment, like, like that moment when you. Because every kid has had that where your mom was so excited. Her, so excited to get you something, and you knew, knew that, that so socially it was a dead end. Even though yeah. you probably still dug it, yeah. you but knew. because of society's pressures, yeah, you more socially than your own. knew yeah. it was a yeah. dead end. Like yeah. I, I totally remember the same thing where my mom got me a Carnage hat, like the like Spider Man Carnage hat. When I was like 12, 13. <laughs> you can't and, wear. You couldn't wear. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> in my school was wearing like fucking Raiders and white socks, all this gangster fucking right, fake right, right. gangster shit. <laughs> And I was like, oh, man, it's so funny. Yeah, this is Wisconsin. No, this yeah. Is, yeah. I can't fucking do, I can't do it. I fucking can't do it. I yeah. wore it a couple of days, and I was like, this is... No, no, the, I'm telling you, the He-Man stuff, I, uh, the reason I brought it up, like, I think I was too old for... Because I remember, like, the moment where I was like... I, I mean, I had, like, a box full of fucking He-Man figures. And I can remember, like, going, yeah, I think I might be too old, old for this. Right? Yeah. I, might, I, got, I think I got to stop... Like, I'm shaving now. I got to say. I always remember this very distinct moment. when I, So when I was 13 years old, I sold all my He-Man shit at a fucking garage sale. Mm-hmm. And my brothers, we sold every fucking thing we had. And I shit you now, it's three years later. I'm 16. I finally get my driver's license. I'm going to Goodwills and stuff, you know, like. Trying to, trying to buy it, it back. Well, first I go there to buy, it's like grunge era. So I'm going there to buy, like, fucking flannel shirts right. or whatever. And I, and I start seeing He-Man guys. I'm like. Man, I, why did I get rid of it? I want my He-Man. So I started buying them at 16 again. I three years later, I fucking regretted it, and I started buying the figures again. Oh sure. Yeah, and then, but I think it's so sad to think like that. I faced a point where I was like, throw the shit away, right? <laughs> and I, you know, what the fuck, man? Like that? Why? Ah, it's so sad. But I think that, it happens. Like I was, but I like in the book, the the I've I've seen reviews where people are like, oh, it's like so tragic, all this sort of sad stuff that happens, but. I, I didn't really think of it as like tragic. It's just sort of like the stuff that happens that makes you not a kid anymore. You know, like sure. the difference between being a kid and an adult and being like. But I mean, that that is tragic. That is yeah. tragic. It is tragic. But everybody has to go through it. It's, it know, happens. It is, yeah. You know, and like it's... not everything that happens in the book is you know is right. necessarily sad. There's like a thing at the end where he sort of like figures out you know like oh you know like I'm well, not a little talking, kid anymore. You're also talking about comic book fans who you know. Are trying to hang on to their childhood as long yeah, as possible, bit. so something like that is probably is is very tragic. But there's a, there's sort of a point in the book where the character is like, oh, okay, you know, like I'm not a little kid anymore. You know, I can't act that way or expect sure. everyone to you know like treat me that way anymore. So it doesn't necessarily like it's not like a 
ode to like, oh, if we could only all stay children forever, well, you in, know. In right, a weird right. way, though, I mean, I think that's an awesome yeah. uh, theme of, for a comic book, and I wish I had thought about doing it. But uh, one of the big, and that's kind of what Colt Noble always wanted to do with it. It was like, you know, this guy, sort of a teenager, always becoming an adult. That was going to be my like big thing of way to play up, you know, yeah. this sort of change of whatever. But uh, now that I look back at childhood, I wish I had said. I hadn't been able to say, oh, I can become an adult in the way I think, but I don't have to throw away everything from Right. Childhood. Yeah, but because I think that's, that's like... stupid... I mean, But I, I think know. it's impossible. It's like a thing I that know, you can't sure possibly do that because, like, what happens is you like something and then because you're still kind of a kid, your reaction to, like, oh, I'm changing is to just still do, like, a childish thing. Yeah. Like, which is throw away your toys. Yeah. Because you're like, you're not mature enough to be like, oh, well, I'm just. I'll put them in a box and I'll enjoy them. I'll take them out and look at them, but I won't necessarily, like, lay down in the sandbox. It's like you're going to burn. You have to burn all those Rebuild from scratch. Instead of just be like, now, yesterday, whereas I played in the sandbox, now I will look at them and put them on a shelf. You know, like. You get to a point where all of a sudden you, because of other, you know, friends or school, you know, you're embarrassed about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like all of a sudden it becomes like, an, it's like, why did I, why did I think this was so awesome? It's terrible. Everybody hates, you know, yeah. it, it, and then, and that's why you have that and reaction. You know I, of think, like, I have this weird thing. I can actually, I feel like maybe this is maybe a subject of a good yeah. uh, comic book is I can remember being ashamed of all that shit and not wanting to see it again until I had sex at like 17. And then I was like, Oh, I don't feel so bad about Advice. getting it back up. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there was some kind of moment where you're like, oh, I'm waiting for adulthood. I'm waiting for adulthood. Oh, I've had sex. Now I don't feel so bad about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, the about. virginity and, you know, is probably... Well, no, it's the thing where you figure Finished out when you're an adult. Said, Honey, I'll be back in a second. I'm when you're, you're, you know. <laughs> yeah. when you're young and you think that, like, everything you like or something that someone cares about what you like and then you get to be an adult and you realize that no one gives a shit about yeah. what you like well, or like you also you also get to the point where like it doesn't fucking matter, matter. if they do who gives a <laughs> yeah, fuck what they care yeah, about you no, know that's but when you're a kid like, it's hard to imagine yeah, well, that sure, no one cares like about yeah. what you do or like because kids you know that there's his younger brother like loses his dinosaur which actually oh, that tragic. reminded me like some kid on the bus was like, "Oh, let me play with that," and then he dropped it out the window of the bus. Which happened? Dick. Didn't happen to me with the dinosaur. But when I was in kindergarten, the kid took my Packers hat and threw it out the window, and I, I got had, in trouble I because I kicked him in the stomach <laughs> when he walked off the bus. My first so. fight was my cousin and me were at uh, uh, a library. Uh, it was a library where we lived, and uh, they had like a park in the back, and we were in the park, and these two, no, three older kids. Took my cousin's hat and threw it in a pond, and I was gonna make the one kid give it, you know, go and get it, and he wouldn't. So we got in a fight, and they That's were bigger kids. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Something that might draw your attention, Tim, is there's a lot of like, uh, there's imagery in the book of like, while this kid is going through all this stuff, there's just sort of a giant robot wandering through the Midwest, like sort of <laughs> representing like this kid's like childhood is sort of ending, so it's just sort of wandering around like this That's giant, like walking through by silos and stuff. Just this. I giant love the robot. idea that he, he attached his childhood to these like you know, robots. Yeah. And action well, it was. Toys, I mean, that's yeah, that because is, I mean, it, great representation. But to think of it, in especially the, in if this. you grew up in the Midwest, because so much. Of, I mean, my brothers and I will talk about this a lot. Which was because we didn't connect on this sort of like sports and all that sort of shit that I think other kids sort of escaped into, that like we were highly affected by the escapist sort of fantasy comics. Mm-hmm. 
Like, obviously, I mean, my brother is not a comic book guy, but he's an artist. And obviously, we didn't escape this shit. Because all of my brother's art is, like, comic stuff and, you know, right. action fantasy, figures Fantasy, yeah. It's fantasy stuff. Or porn stars. When porn stars. Yeah. Bears. It's, but it's all, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> and that, too. And, uh, but, I mean, I think it's so evident that uh, those things for at least our generation were, I mean, this is, like, pre-video games. And when I, we did get video games, we were never that into it. But, like... I, I think you're going to see kids in the future. This is going to be the same thing. It's like you escape from these things, and your affection for those things represent all of your sort of developmental process. I mean, yeah. you know, you you. I mean, we're, we're a pop culture. We're the first kind of pop culture generation where we were able to, you know, do that, waste time, and not try to survive. Yeah. Really, you know what I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm going to play <laughs> Modern Warfare for, for eighty nine hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> This weekend, I'm spending the entire weekend in Skyrim. I've got my bags packed. What is, what is Skyrim? I it's don't play RPG, video games. It's, a, it's a, like a Dungeons & Dragons yeah. video game. It's the thing that Mike Norton talks about every day. Every day he goes out. <laughs> hey, last it. night, I was, I was supposed to kill this guy. And I go, Mike, what? <laughs> no, my Skyrim. Skyrim. My Skyrim avatar. <laughs> Skyrim, Tim. My, uh, my thief cat. Face guy, he's a cat. He's a thief. He's got a cat face. It, it's it's basically just like the video game Dungeons and Dragons. You're able to okay. create a character and you create yeah. his race and what he you know is good video at. Video games and then, are like this thing that I don't understand. Like I don't. I'm on like well, Twitter. Well, t- here, Tom, this is the thing. It's it's electronic images. <laughs> That's right. That I you get control. that. Oh, uh, but like the idea that like all of a sudden Skyrim came out and everyone was talking about it, and I was just like, what the fuck is Skyrim? I, like I, usually I, I kind that. of know what's going on. I I have not, like, I have not been hooked on a game uh, in over a decade. I mean, I played uh, Call of Duty a little bit. Since RBI Baseball. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, since like, you know, the NES system. Yeah, this is the first video game where it's like, I want to go home and play, play Skyrim Sky right now. It's pretty That's addictive. The, yeah. Because it, it's 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 a very good RPG, but also like... Quests. You can, yeah, there's quests and it's very free roam. You can go anywhere and, and talk to whoever and fight and go on adventures and... There's like this overall sort of you know big arcing quest. But there's all these little things that you can go pretty much anywhere in this world and do. But then you can also like spend hours and hours doing stuff like learn how to make swords. Yeah, like how to make swords, how to make potions, how to make leather, you know, armor. You could also do that like that. You know, so like it, <laughs> you could you could do that. Yeah, right. You could actually you could learn, learn how, how to make a sword. Good. <laughs> I always I'm fascinated because I got I I'll see I'll listen to my friends talk about like doing Skyrim shit and they're like. Yeah, so I had to like build up my guy by um, taking classes or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. when did you just, uh, you just, you just could have done that? You could have <laughs> taken class. <laughs> you know what I'm it's such a weird idea to me to like live in a video game. Like, I get it. I get like flying an airplane and shooting other airplanes. Like, I get you yeah. know, like, sh- I get. Well, but this, like you're learning to do these things so your character can do can go fight a dragon. And is yeah. better at it. I mean, that's you know, there's a yeah, reason for. It. But I'm this like you could Chris also, is very much into the idea of building shit, like yeah, you know, making yeah. armor and enchanting yeah. weapons. I think, and I just want to go I, hack yeah, and you yeah. know, like I kill. think building up my smithing skills is very cool because I want to make the, the yeah, elven I, yeah. blade and and Sal I just, just want to go kill go shit and, and yeah. steal <laughs> its elven blade. You know, I just want to go kill Chris. I just imagine after he builds Chris's it, like character just sitting by like uh, anvil with like hot steel, just sweating away over it. You know. 
pretty much. It's not steel. It's it's refined moonstone. Refined. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to handle. You know. But, you got to be careful with that refined. But I had to mine. I had to mine the moonstone ore first. Yeah. And then refine it. So Skyrim is not a believer in the division of labor. No. You can't hire a dude to do it. Well, no, you can, but you got to have the girl. I mean, you can't. There's not a Skyrim version of Mexicans. Is there a Skyrim? are basically Is there a Skyrim? Jesus. Is there a 1% in the Skyrim? Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. They are called Jarls. What, though? Oh, they have. Yeah, that's. It's a very. I'm fascinated. They rule the holds. You don't I, play video games at all, Tom? You're not a video game guy? Uh, not a ton. No. I just, I, like, I don't have the just time sports. now to do it. So, like, I play sports ones every once in a while with somebody else, but I've, I haven't been, like, a big video. I'm not saying that video that you guys oh, shouldn't play. No, I mean, it's a, it's they're obviously play. fun. I mean, they make more fucking sense than reading some comic books sometimes. <laughs> See, well, <that's> the, <laughs> this, is, this is honestly the first time that I've ever found myself on the other side of the argument. You know, we talked price and comics and that kind of stuff where I was like, okay, I spent $60 on this game that I will probably play 100 hours at least sure. by the time I'm done no, with it. No, probably more than that's, that. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty a... decent return on, yeah, you yeah, know, on your I mean, that's. Do you have a cat thief? Uh, no, I have a I have a wood elf, and I'm trying to decide whether I should go down the conjurer path or uh, go. God, when he uh, says it's a it big is, decision. When he says it, it sounds so nerdy. It's a big. That's a big. That's a big decision in a young it was man's. To sound nerdy. In any young man's life is whether to become a conjurer or a, or a smithy. Smith, yes. Well, take your time. No rush. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's just like you can life. always go. You can you always, can always change your mind. You can take a dip in Lake U and just really figure it out. I'm taking a break in Skyrim just to do me. Like I'm, I'm sick of mining and I'm gonna go on a vacation. You know, I'm tired of swinging a pickaxe. I don't blame you. Second Life is the only thing I find really legitimately completely creepy. Second that life? is absolutely. Because you're not even doing anything that's you like, can't fit, do in real life. Like, like you can't fight a dragon in it. You're like. No, it's I like, don't get that at all. <laughs> like, I don't even like, understand like the element of. Well, you have to like take out the trash and stuff. Yeah, it's Basically, like yeah, it's, it's like your, your life. Second life. It's your second life. It's. I mean, life. Is Funny so enough, more. though, you probably could become a blacksmith in second <laughs> oh, life. Okay. If I, my my whole thing on that is, if I'm going to have a second life, I'm going to have a real second life and like have a different wife with like a whole package. <laughs> I'm saying, well, like, it's I think it's a Tim Seeley's second, second life. Second Welcome second. to Tim Seeley's second life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I set up a franchise and you know, away from the south side or whatever, you know? I think a huge part of Second Life is like going out and trying to and having sex with other people, whether and like But it's not real sex though. No. Well right, yeah. I don't, I don't You could also I'm just, not trying to explain it. No, I'm just I telling you what it is. But I'm saying you could also just jerk off. You, this is on well, I think I would, yeah. <laughs> That's Tim's response to well, Eric. Tim, it's, it's not a black and white world. I can jerk you, you, off and you can have kill, sex you, in you, second you, you life. There are, them. There are plenty Why of, can't I do both? I bet there are plenty of people jerking off while playing Skyrim. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of people. <laughs> I know. Well, I know. As, as, speaking of video game insanity, in I just read, I was reading an article about a guy who paid uh, like $120,000 or something for... Uh, when you got to 120, like, it was like, "Ooh, that is expensive." Man. <laughs> like, what? $120. <laughs> no, he, paid, he paid like 100. Maybe it was 12,000. I can't remember how many zeros. Those are both either, large. That's yeah, a large amount. It was a lot, shit ton of money for like a sword, a unique sword in some 
Japanese video game. What? Yeah, it was like it was it totally what? virtual. It was a oh, it's a it, virtual. Yeah, no, no, but it was real like, money in the, in the game. Real money, not virtual. He had to pay real money for the opportunity to buy this sword in the video game, so that his character would have it in the video game. It's a one of the one of a kind. Man, we are fucked. In, it, but it was like twelve grand or one hundred twenty <laughs> grand. It was like a world record for the most people have spent, spent most, for a virtual, for not a real. Virtual, yeah, and I'm just like. That's, cr- I mean, you know, yeah, it's wasting time playing video games. It's not the most productive. Thing. I, w- I would think but that I was spending that, real fucking hard cash. <laughs> all people do it all the time in, in different games. They bat- will spend real money for virtual items, but that's crazy. Um, well, I can spend. I mean, I can understand. I mean, like, Chris I has spent money on his smithing tools. <laughs> I mean, that's like small, reasonable amounts of money. Right. Uh, $12,000. No. Uh, education, four years, it was worth it. <laughs> well, you know, it's fine. I was in medical school in Skyrim for seven years. <laughs> I could go to work the other day. I had hey, an you know, exam I, in medical I can, Skyrim. I can, I can see this kind of stuff in all sorts of, of different different media. Yeah. Uh, I was telling you, I've, I'm playing this, uh, this. Well, I know World of Warcraft is a huge, yeah. huge market for like well, yeah. actual characters. Market. Yeah, people buy stuff. Like, people buy characters in that. Isn't yeah. that what they do? Yeah. Well, there's the gold miners and like Korean shit. I mean, it's just so fucked up. They're literally virtual gold miners. Like they, you know what I'm saying? Like people hunched over. Yeah, you've They're, heard about that, right? No, they, these guys that? playing the video games were just, they just build up money and they sell it to other people. They're like, like their job literally is to play the game and build up stuff and sell it to rich Americans. That's for That's crazy. And yeah, I mean, we got too much up. money in this fucking country and, I well, not know. anymore. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It still seems insane to we me that, People are uh, pay- paying real money for fake gold. <laughs> this is fucked up, man. I don't I mean, what, what, it's so hard to judge things based on, like, how do I judge when I'm like, I, I spent nine hours today trying to think about what, what uh, Witchblade would do when she was confronted at work with the steam power of shovel. You know, like, what the fuck? I don't, what the fuck, man? I don't got a real goddamn job. What the fuck am I saying? But. Yeah, I spent all day thinking of, like, a hundred bear ads. Yeah. Like, it's not a real thing. It's not a real thing. I know. I don't know. None of us know how to do anything. <laughs> what is with Nothing us? useless. You don't like. make anything. We're all shit out of luck in the apocalypse. And all those fucking Korean gold miners are good to go. <laughs> oh, mining real gold would just be like the video oh, no. game. Are you kidding? I watch all those those shows on uh, Discovery Channel and History. I know how to survive after the apocalypse. No problem. I'll be fine. It, 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 you know, you just kind of go I've out. I've got an axe. Yeah, I hunt some stuff, and I'll be okay. Yeah, no I'm problem. sure some of the smithing skills transfer. That's <laughs> a real life. Hit a, hit a, hit a, hit a, hit a. So, where's the A button? Let's get to work. <laughs> Let's get to work. Let's get to <laughs> Where's my controller? You got, like, the big, you got the big gloves what? on. There's a like a cauldron. Of a hammer? I mean, like, so here's this weird fucking thing, though, because have you ever had that? I've worked on Photoshop a lot, and I used to do a lot more. And literally, like, uh, I had this day where I spent an entire day working on fucking Photoshop. And the Photoshop example, the Photoshop command at the time for going back one step control was Control Z. Still yeah. is. So I, was, I went home after a day, like nine hours at my fucking job doing Photoshop stuff. I spilled a glass of uh, orange juice, and it, my head went control Z. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, awesome. my mind literally just went. Oh, just reverse it. Go backwards. Yeah, you're, you're if life up, had a control uh, Z button, yeah, that'd be pretty. But sweet. my mind was so used to being like, if we fucked up, control Z. Like control Z. Literally, control my Z. yeah. So I can see some people getting so into their shit, like playing a fucking video game. The that breakdown they, of reality. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not even like. I mean, 
it's not going to be like a, what is that a Tom Hanks movie where he gets so disassociated from reality he ends up in the sewers chasing monsters and mazes or whatever. But it's not going to be that. It's oh just gonna God, be, that you're going back on that. Yeah, one. I'm going Man, back. That's, a that t- that's a TV movie about uh, Dungeons King- and Dragons. Yeah. The kids yeah. after the kids that went yeah. to the sewers and killed from reality. Yeah. Yeah. But. That was Tom Mon- Hanks. Mon- oh, oh yeah, yeah Tom Hanks. Oh shit, yeah. he's wow. the one that uh, I rented that-, that movie. When I first started playing D and D, hoping that it would be like some awesome. And then it was no, a it, was, movie it, was about like, it was like a PSA was a, made yeah, for yeah. TV movie. Yeah, Didn't yeah, he kill yeah. himself? Yeah, yeah, well, he disappeared into the he sewers. Chasing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, he's still alive down in those sewers, man. <laughs> he's still alive down there. None. Alligators, yeah, or rats, flesh. <laughs> yeah. I've eaten orc flesh for many moons. God, that is so insane to me. Like to think that at one point, like the country was hysterical about Dungeons and Dragons. Like th- in this country, like it well, it's more in the Midwest, but like you look fucking shit people that we have were like hysterical, yeah. Yeah. In, you know, about dun- about a you know a fucking role playing game, well, thinking yeah, that kids so were weird. you know. Yeah. The thing is, I, I, one of my favorite things to do. Uh, well, so from Christmas, my brother got a book um, that was published in the eighties. About it was a Christian uh, book about how eighties toys were fucking up our kids. It was called uh, like Terror in the Toy Box or something. And it was about how uh, like by Frederick Wortham. It was about <laughs> yeah. from this crazy asshole. Um, you can look it up. I can't remember the exact. I think it was called Terror in the Toy Box or something like that. But it was about how eighties toys like E Man and G.I. Joe were making kids. Um, Satanist, gay, uh, all these other things, you know. And it's so funny to go like oh, you know, to read that fucking thing. Points, <laughs> <don't know>. <laughs> Masters <laughs> of the Universe convention. Have you looked, yeah. have you looked around? <laughs> I don't know. But it's so interesting to read it now and like have this fucking fundamentalist asshole being like, oh, you know, this shit is making our kids this way and all this thing. And everybody I know that was into that shit is like the most well-adjusted, normal, you know, yeah. married well, person. We, we are talking about your friends, Tim. I know, but I mean. In the end, like, I'll take my nerd-ass friends over, yeah. like, the standard yeah. stockbroker or sports fan. Like, no offense to you guys, but... Wow, Wood, like, Wood, 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 Wood just got <laughs> upset. He's a stockbroker stock and a sports fan. Yeah. Double win. And in there. No, right, well, I'm just saying the average. They could be and, good in there. And he's Wood would average. say, I'm not a stockbroker, I'm a hedge fund manager. Yeah, he's just yeah, clarifying. I'm not cutting down direct humans, I'm saying in general. Oh, yeah. You know, but anyway, I thought it was so awesome to see, like... there. I wish Wortham could have seen the generation that grew up in the comics that he fucking reeled on and be like, yeah, I was wrong. I, I fucked up. Yeah. I mean, like, they just turned out like turned fucking out dudes. Like, well, yeah. some of the most conservative fucking assholes know, yeah, ever you know, yeah. came out of that generation. Was, yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. I wish they would have. I wish they'd have been safe. Yeah. Good yeah. Lord. That would have been better. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I hear one of, you know, one of the, the, biggest, uh, the biggest fans of uh, Spider-Man turn off the dark is Glenn Beck. I kind of have. Yeah, to he's happened. big into it. He's seen it like twenty times yep. or something. Seriously? Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the reasons it's been Goes so successful time. is that a lot of Glenn Beck fans have saw, seen it Holy multiple shit. times because he says it's a great story about like the American spirit. Really? He does realize that Spider-Man is a liberal, right? Uh, well, I'm <laughs> not in his head. Not in his head. No, 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 no. He's talking about Norman Osborn. Oh. He's definitely. <laughs> I mean, well, I was going to say he's a J. Jonah Jameson fan. That's yeah. who. He, that's who Glenn's uh, yeah. truth teller. Yeah. <laughs> Spider Man is a menace. <laughs> <laughs> that got me thinking. I don't know if you guys saw Winning uh, Cool. There was some interesting articles where one guy wrote a counterpoint of like cons- liberalism is ruining comics, and Rich wrote conservatism is ruining, com- ruining comics. But the points that I thought were fucking hilarious that the guy who was like defending that liberalism was ruining comics was like. 
oh, they're always cutting on corporations and oil spills. Like, wait, do, do all conservatives go like, no, man, we fucking love oil spills. <laughs> spills yeah. We love them. They're fucking rad. rad. This is like, this is the basis of our goddamn politics, <laughs> oil spills. Is, yeah. no, we love the oil spills. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Who likes right? oil spills? Conservatives, like, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Which I know is not true, so. Companies that clean up oil spills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. those are jobs, Tim. Uh, raises the price of oil. I got oil stock. What? <laughs> so ridiculous. But uh, I always think that's interesting because, like, yeah, everybody goes, well, I want politics in my kind. I was like, oh, well, here, it's real easy. Uh, Superman's liberal, Batman's conservative, Iron Man's conservative, Spider-Man's liberal. There you go. It's done. <laughs> done. It, it's not a, you well, know. It's, what? Would you say Batman is conservative? He well, dresses Frank up Miller. in a costume and Frank beats Miller, up. Yeah, Frank Miller's Batman. No, he is. Yeah, well, obviously. Obviously, he's a rich guy. Yeah, he's but red. he doesn't use his, I mean, he, he's a rich guy, but. He's rich? Mean, wait, you can't be rich and liberal? Steve Jobs was liberal. Yeah, he was super but not rich. that. Wait, 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 wait. You can be a here, rich let's liberal. be realistic. All right, let's go. Come you on. You can be a rich on. liberal if you don't dress up and beat up poor people. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Why, why does that, why does, who you beat up have any, uh, I'm I, saying that the, the extension of the notion of justice via single person. Being rich. And, and wait, it, yeah. so if you're rich, you can't, you're untouchable. If you're rich and you're, Superman's the richest on earth. <laughs> You just don't know about it. No, but conservative? The notion of... I mean, the notion of visual animals in here. I think Batman's uh, one of the bigger liberals, in my opinion. No way. Yeah, so here's absolutely. the thing, though. The notion the, of visual animals is inherently conservative. Guys, stop. Stop. Because what you're going to have... It is. I'm not, I'm not cutting. I like Batman just as much as anybody else. But I'm just saying, the notion of dressing up in a costume when you're a rich guy and explaining well, they're all your version of justice onto poor people... Well, then good. aren't they all... Well, no, just Spider-Man, just just Batman and Punisher. <laughs> the problem is they're all dressing up in a costume and being vigilantes. Well, I mean, not exactly. Spider-Man is. Yeah, but he's he also... He beats up poor people. <laughs> no. So if he won the lottery, he would be a conservative? No, not... I think you're... It's I, not about money. I'm saying that the notions of what the characters were, were created in is what defines that their politics. And obviously, a ba- okay, a guy like Batman, if you're talking about what Batman's primary function is, right... Is well, initially he was fighting against like slum lords. Well, no, so was Batman. Was he? Was he fighting against slum lords? Yes, gangsters. Okay. okay, I'm not saying the thing with superheroes is they're they're, aspir- they're aspirational. Your own thing on it. Yeah. They're aspirational. So what happens is everyone, whatever you think you your like Batman, do you? <laughs> whatever you Batman. think, whatever you, whatever you, whatever your worldview is, you I think put, you will you find it that in that because yeah. aspirational well, characters. If it's well done, yeah, yeah. If it's well done, you put your politics on it, or you get no politics from it. That's the best scenario. But if we're breaking it down to goddamn, Frank Miller's Superman was very conservative, conservative yeah. Yeah. right? He was the opposite, yeah. right? But that's that's not that is not the Superman we've read in, in any other book. Besides well, I mean, Silver Age Superman spent a lot of time. Um, sort of messing around and uh, dicking around with middle class people, I, yeah, like well, no, Jimmy Olsen. No, <laughs> all he did was put pranks. I, think I disagree. If you look back at a lot of the Superman stuff that was coming out, you know, in the fifties and sixties, I mean, he was well. One, he's a reporter. That's all you really need. No, no, no. But you're talking about Clark Kent. I'm talking about Superman, okay. the costume guy that goes around and you know, what a better costume. What a better, what a better secret identity truth, than justice to uh, the, dress truth, up as a liberal. Well, no, truth, <laughs> justice in the American way, right there. That doesn't it, make you conservative. That, it sounds a hell of a lot more conservative than 
than a guy that slinks around and you know. What and then was Prez? <laughs> well, you could really. What was Prez? Prez was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a hardcore. Was a he was a down. He's a downright conservative. That Prez. Have you, have you ever read? And I always uh, felt Lois Lane was con- was a conservative. She's, she's Absolutely, she's got yeah. comes from military family. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah she's yeah. But, but I would it, think she's liberal because she's rebelling against her parents. But she never gets along with her father in the comics. Well, who does? Well, but I sure. think that she espouses. See, the, look where we're all. We just everyone just puts their own imprint on. I what? think so, but I mean, you could really like you could say the best versions of all these characters are no politics. Like the best version of Captain America has no politics. He's just the ideals of America. The best version. Yeah, because right? they're, they're spending all the their flag, time. Tim. He, he serves, serves the flag. The flag. Well, he serves the flag, not the government. He serves the ideal. He's not. A, but I mean, he wants really, to quit in some being. way that's political, in my opinion, because obviously, it, it, yeah. you know what I mean. Like it, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's. If you really broke it down, he's agenda. a military guy. Of course, he's fucking conservative. Of course, yeah, he well, is. You know. but he's also been played as like the ultimate whiny liberal. But the, here's the thing. The, the, but here's you. the thing: the conservative, uh, the conservative of his era. Is the yeah. is different than is the, the conservative liberal. current? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> conservative mind, 1944 yeah. is a liberal today. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know, yeah. So that's also true. Well, I mean, that's you know, that's that's a whole other debate. And I agree with you, uh, but uh, <laughs> so we're not going to have a debate because you agree with me. Well, I mean, but I, 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 I the, when when I see those articles like this is you know politics. This is when I say, oh Jesus, we got to get back to selling comics to fucking kids. Well, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, well, like Tom now said, you know it's, just, it's what you want to see in it. You know, yeah. I mean, you're gonna pull. Uh, you know what it you know. is when people but complain about. I never thought about when that people shit. complain about that. It's because they want to work in comics and they think they can't work in comics because it's too conservative <laughs> or, or too it's liberal. too liberal, and that's the reason why they can't work <laughs> yeah, in comics. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, like the thing is, I worked at, and I always think this is funny because I'll see people like you know complain about how like editors want. I've seen guys go, well, Chuck Dixon doesn't get a lot of work because he's fucking super conservative. When I worked at Devil's Due, which could have been a bigger group of liberal dudes. Yeah. I mean, we're all Chicago guys. Every fucking one of us was, is liberal. We hired Chuck because he thought he was a good fucking writer. Yeah. I didn't agree with a single goddamn thing he's ever said, but I know he's a goddamn good writer, so we hired him. We didn't give a but shit. That's one of those things, too, so where people, people, it's like when they're like, he didn't get hired because of his politics. It's like, man, Marvel and DC or any company that's selling comics would hire anyone they thought could they make would, them. Well, they would hire a murderer yeah. if he could write a book that would sell. 100, <laughs> I don't know about murder, but like to think like they're like, well, we could if sell Brian a lot of Michael books. Michael Bendis raped children. They would still. <laughs> no, I mean, not saying like, that he has. <laughs> nothing like that. But I think people get really worked up about stuff where people ascribe like a lot of strange motives to bias. decisions. They like they're like, bias like oh, they got rid of Wally West because someone there hates Wally West. It's like, man, if Wally West's book sold 120,000 copies, wouldn't they would not die. can't like yeah. this guy doesn't get jobs to, like this. Well, here's the people other, always like, say this thing called like, media uh, bias. You know what the media bias is? <laughs> a dollar. Yeah. That's the fucking media bias. That's the only bias that exists is like uh Does people like to say okay. like yeah, yeah. It, you know, uh, it's so fucking. It pisses me off. I could well, kick a bucket. Well, here's the like, I, okay, you're a very prolific writer in comics. How many times, when you're sitting there writing a script, do you think about your own politics? A lot, actually. I mean, I'll be honest about it. But, but really, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, how often do you think about the politics of the characters that you're writing? Very little. I mean, okay. but the thing is, is like, okay, I think about it like this. That doesn't. I, I know what my politics are, and if I have a message, I think about it. If I think there's a message to be had from a story, which obviously there sometimes is, uh, that I might consider my bias towards. But if a character is a ki- like, 
To me, you know, uh, Sarah Rosini is a New Yorker. She's a cop. Her politics are probably liberal. Probably, right? Vlad's a libertarian, right? <laughs> yeah. But if I'm writing, like, I'm writing Bloodstrike lately, uh, okay, military guys, uh, you know, grew up in the fucking 40s. He's a, he's a conservative. I don't make them change the way I write the character. I, I know that about the character, but I'm going to do the best story. That's the job. Well, right? that's my point. Is like, you're just writing a story. You're not sitting there, unless the story sure. necessarily calls for, you're yeah, trying yeah, to make yeah, a no. point. But an, an average story, you know, a you comic story, are you sitting there going, well, no, I'm going to put, you know, I don't think, well, my point was, I don't think Chuck Dixon, regardless of his political views, is sitting yeah. there going, well, I'm going to put this in every story I write because the, absolutely you know, not. And, and that, he didn't. I don't think yeah. he does. And the thing is, why should that matter? Like, why, sh- why can't I enjoy a story by a conservative about a conservative? Why, why would I not be able to enjoy that? It's so fucked up. What kind of, what kind Listen, of person Sergeant, am I? Sergeant Rock is probably a fucking conservative. <laughs> yeah, you know why I mean? you can't enjoy and it? It's like, and, what about and, Ice Cream Soldier? <laughs> I'm not sure. Liberal. I mean, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> my wife <laughs> Green Party. I'm thinking Green, Green Party. Yeah. Cream oh, wait, my wife's parents are like uber conservative, but they love the Beatles. Like, I'm not judging and saying, you can't listen to the Beatles. You love Bob Dylan. Like, Bob Dylan's the biggest fucking liberal on earth, and you love Bob. I'm not saying you can't enjoy his I like music. his music. Well, I'm, his I'm, a, I'm a liberal, and I, are, I still, you know, I. I like Chuck Dixon's work. I, I do too. There's a lot of Chuck Dixon comics that I really I don't even know I like, what the hell I am anymore. I used to think I was a liberal. The older yeah. I get, the more conservative I get. Which more, happens you know to a lot of yeah. people. I mean, you know, Liber- it, it yeah. hasn't happened to me. It had to my parents, but I've seen it happen to other people. And I don't care. It's fine. It happens to you. Well, I think it's weird because it's one of those things where. I'm just um, tired of whiners. People find. <laughs> yeah, whiners. Fucking whiners. Like, always whining, want a handout. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like one of those things where. People find out something about a creator, and it's because comic fans are so fucking in tune. Like, hardcore comic fans are so in tune with creators. Well, that's our fault. God, I'm yeah, on a that, fucking podcast right now that someone who's listening could say, Oh, oh I hate liberal, yeah. politics. I'm not going <laughs> to politics. I'm never buying Where if you yeah, never but, heard you talk but just read your books, they could yeah, probably never... Probably know, except for Loaded Bible, which is obviously yeah. a liberal rant. But... but how would you know? I mean, really. But obviously, I put myself out there. If you hate me, then the other day, I, I may I let you know that you could hate me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying that's my fault. Right, right. I was proud that we were in loaded by New York cops. <laughs> you think New York cops are liberals? No, but I think I think oh. I think they're yeah. they vote Democrat. Yeah, they vote Democrat. I don't think they're liberals. It's called that. Well, maybe I'm it's called Massachusetts. Cops, they they are conservatives, but they will vote to protect those fucking pensions. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's an interesting point. Uh, I never thought about it that way, but uh, the way that that character, I think, is situated because I mean, she's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't even want to get started on that one. <laughs> I don't know where to go. <laughs> After such a rousing conversation, <laughs> we're talking about tasing people. Tase, I'm going to go tase somebody tonight. <laughs> tase them once. Would Sarah, be down. Would Sarah Pizzini use a taser? No. No? No. Well, what's Pepper fun? spray? What's, <laughs> nope. Well, Beanbag gun? She's got fucking 
She's got a Witchblade. Yeah. What's uh, what's uh, let's talk about Witchblade? Uh, congratulations! First issue uh, just came oh, out. Thanks, you man. are you are the uh, the current ongoing writer for Witchblade. Yeah, so it actually came out. So. Is, is the Witchblade considered a non-lethal? Oh, shut up! Tom. <laughs> I just want a, a parameter for how long she uses it. That's com- issue one fifty one. I mean, we're talking about a character that's got some uh, some legacy there. Yeah, of uh, seventy of those issues, which were written by one dude, have, who the current fans. Uh, obviously, Revere with great uh, Ron, yeah, Ron Mars. So you know, obviously, it's Ron not had, the, I, I I got out of Witchblade at the wrong time. It's uh, I I I think I collected all the way up to like issue one hundred. Stopped reading about issue sixty or something. Oh really? And uh, and so I've got a bunch of the Ron Mars stuff which I haven't read, and I just need to. Go we used back to make fun of you for reading Witchblade. You did used to make fun of me. <laughs> yeah, we did. Reading <laughs> Remember he wrote, he read it like all the way up to one hundred, and we made fun of him for the, you like <laughs> awesome. you like bought it for three years and didn't without read it. Reading, yeah, without yeah. reading it, we used to make fun of I you. I always time. bought it. And I stopped reading. If you it. read it, it'd be fine. We didn't make yeah. fun yeah. of it. It was Witchblade. It was just the fact that like you had I to get it. You had to get it to one hundred. Yeah, and then you stopped. And then it got. You said it got good right after you stopped. Right after I stopped. (laughs) This is this is sometimes where peer pressure helps. You know what I mean? Like he would not have stopped if we wouldn't have made fun of him. He'd still be buying. Well, maybe be. Well, now I'm buying it again. No, you're not. Yeah, you're lying. He gave you a free copy of it. Well, I was gonna buy it. He walks in and gives me a copy. Guys, behind the scenes. (laughs) All right, let's. All right, sorry. Let's keep it cool. So, so uh, I guess the first the first question is: This a good place to jump in if you are not familiar with the character? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's set up to uh, be that sort of um, you know entry level thing where my job for the first issue was: It works for you if you've read it and you. It works if you haven't. Um, <laughs> Get spooked. <laughs> I thought a dude was dying, man. Uh, but you it, okay over there, Jose? Yeah. Yeah, but, you yeah. got it. Thumbs up. So part of the deal with the artifacts storyline that they did was to, you know. Create clean entry points. for Clean everybody. entry points and also for Ron to sort of wrap up the ultimate storyline he was telling the whole time. Uh, 151 basically follows up from the all the things that Ron wrapped up, which his you know basically he defined uh, he made the Witchblade the sort of nexus of the larger Top Cow universe, which you know tied in all these things and and any sort of uh, you know did, sort of totally defined the way that their universe is set up like a DC or Marvel universe, but um, and he wrote it to the absolute conclusion with with uh, Artifacts thirteen, so Witchblade one fifty one follows after that, which is. Pretty fresh, pretty fresh start. It, the character exists before. It's not a reboot. It's just. Um, I thought you, you were know. saying fresh like it's dope. <laughs> like it's a. It's <laughs> it like dope, dope. Second, I was like, what? It's a, it's a pretty it's a fresh. fresh start. It's <laughs> yeah. I was like, hit me off for a second. All right, keep going. You decided to to let you know. <laughs> I'm doing my kid and play thing. I just, that's how I describe <laughs> everything. It's fresh. Yeah, it's fresh. It's fresh. But it's a pretty fresh start. I think you should. <laughs> I think we should say that more. It's fresh. It's, it's fresh. <laughs> so it is a good jumping on point. Sorry, I just you were on your you were on a roll, and I just jumped no, right into your speech. Completely derailed. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is. It is. Well, I, mean, I know that there's that perception where it's you know I don't I don't know why there's this weird thing about Witchblade where comic fans are sort of like oh it's a titty book and you know it's just stupid and whatever. But it's I don't think it was ever that book. Nor do I think a book that has. Sexy elements couldn't be intelligent and fun to read and a good comic. And I don't, and I certainly don't think that that's been the case since Ron has done the book, which I think most people who currently read it would agree with. 
And I'm trying to do the sort of thing where it's like, you know, why not have a really great, awesome drawn book with a sexy antagonist who's awesome and it's also an intelligent written detective. It does. It does bother me that you know, and and a lot of times it, I don't know if it's feminist, but it's like more it's feminist not. supporters. No, or it's ad, not. It's like it's the fear of they sex. Think, no, but it's like why can't a woman be like sexy and intelligent? But and women don't have a problem with that. Guys who live in basements who are afraid of women have a problem with that. Do they? Yeah, because the same guys will be like, you know what is an awesome comic book? Like, and then they will shout, like, crossed or fucking whatever. Like, the most violent, vile, rapist fucking thing ever. Which I'm not saying that's a bad book. But the same guys will be like, oh, which boy is totally gay and cheesy. Will think that, like, some kind of fucking, you know, uber-violent Mark Miller thing is the greatest thing ever. Like, <laughs> like cut off a dog's head and put it on a dude is awesome, but a girl in a miniskirt it, who, like, whoops ass is fucking super We, we should live in a world where both are cool. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and as a guy that's written, like, we should live in write, a world writes a horror comic, cool. I would much rather have exploitation on the sex side than exploitation on the gore side, personally. But, like... Whatever. I don't know why that so exists. This guy who, who well, goes to horror conventions. I mean, yeah. I, I can certainly see some, you know, I can I can understand some of the, the reasons people might think that. I mean, initially, you know, when the book came out uh, at the time, you know, it was certainly, I mean, let's face it, the character was kind of created so that he could draw, really you know, draw, yeah. you know, like hot sure. women in little to no clothing. And, and but the book was, that's the weird thing, is like... At, so going back and rereading all the old Witchblade stuff, it was never a dumb book. Like, it never. Like, that is so bothersome to me that people are like, well, you remember when Witchblade was dumb and it had titties all the time? I was like, no, it was, it was never. It, used to be it was never titties. dumb and it still got titties. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The titties That's... never went away. <laughs> and, that, and that, I think, fascinates the shit out of me. That but it's like, like I think part of it is in comics, it's so hard it, so many people spend time in comics trying to get their property to have like an indelible image in people's minds, but then once you get that image, that you don't want that it. is the image now. Yeah, like that right, is yeah. what it's You're going totally to be. You know, true. like You're totally right. Yeah, like like Hank Pym will never not be a white beater, even though he's there's Spider-Man years and years and years and years and years of him not being that. Because we have really his wife once. Yeah. We but, have you know. really great memories, and once we latch on to something, and like that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's that so, now exactly what it is. So fucking irritating, but that's the way it is. And you know, whatever. the The point being that, like, it was a book that used to sell a shitload, and people loved it. And why it can't be that again? I don't know. But you know, especially now say? that Tim's writing it. <laughs> but let's why, just say, can't, why can't it be? If by chance, <laughs> if by chance it starts to sell a shitload. Now would be a good time to have a resurgence. It would be very opportune. Well, how, so that how, how have you changed the character? What's different about it? Why? Why is it a good? I don't think I changed book? anything. But so the end of well, artifacts. You moved her. Well, I did. I did. Okay. But uh, so the end of artifacts. Uh, the, I don't want to ruin anything for you, but here's spoilers ahead. Turn off the podcast if you're not into spoilers. Never don't, tell them don't to turn, turn, off turn off the, the podcast. podcast. Okay. Well, they've gotten this far. Put your fingers in your ears, earmuffs. Okay. Keep listening. Yeah. Put it, okay, I'll do this for a minute. <laughs> what a bunch right. of losers. The end of artifacts. Spoilers, <laughs> don't buy Witchblade 151 if you want to know what happened. Tim, no, nobody <laughs> listens to this show. We don't even, we're not even recording. It's just, it's just, just us talking. Out. We just yeah. wanted to hang out. 
This is made out of chocolate. You can just bite into this. Like it runs out real, man. <laughs> So the ending of uh, the, the whole artifact story uh, made it so that um, the, the characters found out that their universe is a constantly resetting uh, uh, thing, which the person who holds the codex is allowed to put their stamp upon the very the key. Yeah, right. the codex of the key. Yeah. Who, whoever is utilizing that can put their stamp upon the universe. So it's been restarted multiple the times. Chief. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The villain of the story was a guy who'd survived the last... Uh, His name is Philip Savoy. Yeah. The main villain was a guy who'd survived the last uh, restart. His name was The Survivor. And he had uh, was trying to uh, put himself... Um, the reason he wanted to destroy it was to put himself back to his last universe. And uh, what happens at the end of Artifacts is that uh, they all are competing and they find out that the, uh, the Codex is actually Sarah's daughter named Hope. And... Um, Sarah has to destroy her own daughter to restart the universe after it ends. And she restarts it, but uh, Jackie, the darkness, uh, just Jackie Ascado, restarts it because uh, he was the one who holds the codex. It's his daughter with Sarah. And he makes it in his own image. So in the new Top Cow universe, the daughter is his because he always wanted a kid. He, wanted, he brings back his dead girlfriend, who is now his wife, the mother of his daughter, and he's made his own perfect universe, and now Sarah is sort of the uh, loser on that end of the thing because uh, she was the other part of the equation. So our Witchblade starts with uh, basically nothing it, – you know, it, it's a little bit confusing because I'm not even 100% sure of what things happened and didn't in the old comics. But basically, uh, Sarah is now in the position of not being the mother of the kid that she thought was hers um, – She's been fired from her job because she used excessive force by having a mystical artifact as a weapon. And, and a taser. Yeah, and that too. Seriously, dude? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you serious about that, Clark? No. <laughs> no. So no. basically, uh, in, in this point, so she's had to leave New York because she's lost everything. The, all the things that would have kept her there in the sort of old type of universe aren't there. She has no daughter. She doesn't have a boyfriend now. Um all those things that we, you know, that would have happened didn't happen. So uh, she's moved to Chicago uh, because everything went wrong in her old, uh, her old life. And she's starting over. She's lost her ability to be a police officer, but you know, she still has the skills of a cop, so she's a PI. And she's trying to make it work in a city that she doesn't know. So that's kind of our start on Witchblade. It was, you know, um, it's kind of doing the urban fantasy thing with a, you know, Chicago PI. I mean, obviously it's, Everybody has pointed me towards the Dresden Files since I started working on this, which I haven't read. But um, our take is sort of just to do, you know, a character who used to have sort of... The, the, I think the whole point of the Witchblade series was that everything was sort of normal and 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 uh, a, a character who was very well established. And the things that were supernatural that came into her life were the odd things. And now, at this point, the supernatural is almost a respite. From a world that is super chaotic, and her normal life is is what she's unfamiliar with, so uh, it's kind of the other way around. Which I I, I love to do the character flip, uh, but that's kind of the the way that we're treating it. It's it's basically like a, a New York City transplant um, in Chicago, going oh fuck, it's a smaller city. I got this shit down. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Chicago. If you live here, you know uh, it's not New York, but there's a whole lot of reasons it's not New York. There's it's not because it's not as big. It's its, own, it's its own character. So, uh, yeah. Want to throw a little bit of uh, nine years of living in Chicago and, like, really sort of being fascinated with the way the city works into a comic book I wrote, which was an awesome opportunity. 
She, uh, would you say, uh, she's living above the green mill, which is cool. Well, she's not her office. So, uptown's filled with a lot of crazy people. So that's like a really. Well, I mean, and the cool thing is, uh, do you talk about why uptown is crazy? (laughs) Some mystical reason as to why some like you know Hellmouth. You know, our whole story is going to be the Aragon. It's underneath the floor. The Aragon (laughs) is a Hellmouth. My whole story was Joss Whedon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the things that when I started, I had an idea to do a story about Chicago. Um, and a reason why Chicago is the way it is in sort of like a, you know, metaphysical sense. And when I when they asked me to do Wish, I was like, oh, I can use that story. And the idea is just sort of like, look, you know, there's other big cities, and why is Chicago so specifically associated with corruption? What it is about this town that makes that happen? And, like, instead of going with, you know, a whole lot of geopolitical uh, reasons for, for that, uh, that happening, we're going to take it and be like, well, here's the... Uh, Here's the dark, uh, fun, creepy monster version of that. It's the uh, blood of the Blackhawks in the plains. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, you the know, Iroquois it's like... The Iroquois Indians. The Iroquois Indians. <laughs> yeah. Sweat, um, tears, and blood. Generations. The, uh, stockyards. Stockyards. Oh, yeah, I mean, we use... And, oh, you got to yeah. use Bubbly Creek. Oh, Bubbly Some Creek. Awesome. You, do you know of Bubbly Creek? I, I, I checked it out. I know we, the... You've got to use Bubbly Creek somewhere. I actually... Well, that's okay. Well, well a whole gonna... bunch of stuff. I, one, of my, one of the awesome things that Don't I Don't just stay to... on the north side here, either. I did. Come on. First arc actually takes place on the south side. Good. So. Okay. Though Sarah lives above... She doesn't live in the... Her office is above the Green Mill, which, my, to my delight, that office building is still unrented. So <laughs> um, there's a, literally a building above the Green Mill that has been unrented since I started writing the story in August. And, uh, no, April. So her office is literally the unrented building above the Green Mill. Um, but she lives in uptown. The gr- for those of the Green Mill is a classic historic jazz club here in Chicago. So. Yeah, uh, notorious for being the place where uh, Al Capone and his cronies would escape if cops showed up. Also notorious for having three ghosts who apparently are entranced by the music and can't leave after they died. It's a good story. So so, it's been in... Countless movies. Countless it's, movies. It's, it's used as a movie set all the time. It's a beautiful place. But the idea was to sort of like, I want to set a crime noir sort of, you know, uh, film noir story in Chicago and use supernatural elements. So that's my take on Witchblade, I guess, in, in a very uh, short version. But also not sort of poop upon what became before. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a... You know, balancing it. It's a balancing act, right. but uh, but you can do that by moving or moving around the city, moving or somewhere else. It's all new experiences. Yeah, so. and I, th- I think the 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 point being sort of like, what do you do with a character that uh, whose comfort zone is how she dealt with the supernatural? Now make the supernatural her comfort zone and make the city she lives in the the, the stranger, the outside thing, the things she has to adapt to. So yeah, it's kind of fun. I think it'll work. Uh, the topic has been kind of awesome about being like. Yeah, do whatever you want. Uh, Mark Silvestri's uh, thing to me while I was at a party in a some club in San Diego was, man, just have a good fucking time. <laughs> man, just have a good time. It was well, like at a foam a party, time. probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, uh, you know, you, there are two. There are you know, kind of two creators that are they're so closely tied to this book, and that's Silvestri and, and Ron Mars now. Yeah, uh, and with Mike Turner, obviously. Well, but, oh, yeah. sure, sure. But do you? Uh, is is there one in particular that you're like I don't want to let this guy down? Is it is it Sylvester? Is it you know? Is it Mars? Is it either one? Everyone. That's, that's interesting. Well, I mean, I I just can't. 
I was thinking about it today. I mean, I ultimately, this, it's, it's Silvestri's character. Sure. I did this thing, uh, this commentary thing today where uh, somebody sent first a website, uh, Broken Frontiers, they do this like, commentary thing. And they said, oh, explain like why you did whatever. And I realized I hadn't thought about why I did anything since the moment I wrote it because I just never – like when I just – when someone says, hey, this is – you're going to write this, I just fucking do it. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, shit, I should have been shitting. I should have shit my pants doing this. You know, I should have been terrified to do this. But I never think about it while I'm writing it. And after the fact, I was like, oh, that could have gone real bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, probably, but I never probably do Probably serves it. you pretty well. What yeah. the fuck, what, what the fuck was that, I cause doing? Because on the yeah. other end of it, if you just start thinking about all the shit you're afraid of, you'll never get it Don't done. Don't you know? write yeah. scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. But Don't write scared. It's not even that. It's just like I just think boobs. Brains. You'll be all right. Yeah. Just keep those two things in mind. You're right. Well, boobs, just brains, ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boobs, brains, boom. Boob. Boo. Boob. Yeah. Triple B. <laughs> boobs, brain, boo. That's how they go. That's it. The witch blade. That's the, the fucking formula. thing right there. That's the formula, man. Oh, I love it. Fucking boobs, brain, boo. You just got your first pull quote, Sal. Oh, yeah. Great. Thank Dude, God. there you go. Boobs, brain, boo. Let's, uh, let's talk about your artist for a second. It's uh, someone that it's a kind of new uh, new artist on the scene. Yeah, I mean the only thing. He, so uh, Diego was sort of uh, Ed Bennis's um, assistant on whatever whatever Ed Bennis was drawing for DCI, probably JLA or something like that. And his style is really sort of based on that. But when we originally uh, Green Lantern or something, Green yeah something Green something 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 with girls in their butts. He was doing JLA um, for a while. Yeah, I think he and yeah. So whatever the case was, uh, I don't when think I was reading it, <laughs> I, th- I think Tom, I think Tom made the observation that it's really hard to get a a boob shot and an ass shot but from the same person it in yeah. the same it's panel. It's the broke back pose. Yeah. In a broke back pose. Yeah. Um, he did. He figured out it. Yeah. But so uh, Diego was. Oh, I think he's working with uh, Ed Bennis, and then um, he was. You know, whatever the case was, they sent us a couple of artists that Top Guy wanted to work with. And I picked one guy, and Silvestri picked Diego. And obviously, he's the boss, so he, he got the job. And now I look at it and go, oh, no, that was the right guy. Because it, the things that I write in a script that – because I'm more like – I don't think my natural instinct is to go top cow with it. Like, uh, you know, to say like – I think there was one panel I wrote in here, which was a character standing. It was going to be sort of a I, – I thought of it in this sort of like uh, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips angle, you know what I mean? And uh, that's your that's that's your you know what that is? It goes back to the beginning of this podcast when you're talking about your your peers influencing you and sure. letting go of the you know the, the, yeah. it's like, oh I don't want to do cop, top cow because that's lame. I don't want to you know well, it was like, just <laughs> this weird thing where I don't I I come from a, I think a different background. Um I, I read I mean I read Witchblade when I was I I read it the whole time, but I, I don't think I draw that way. So when I describe something I think about the way that I would draw it. Sure. Um, which I don't think I draw a top cow. But there was a panel that I described in a certain way, and then Diego came back with it. I was like, that isn't what I said, but that's way fucking rad. Like, I just think... Was it fresh? It was fresh. It was, I like this. It doesn't actually fresh. look too much like Ed, uh, like Ed Bennis, actually. It yeah, has a little bit of the the... the the feathering and the blacks. You yeah. can see that. But he he's a really good storyteller, scene. which is where I was like, okay, he sold me. Like, yeah. I, I actually wasn't... Yeah, he does a really good job. Actually, it's the, panel, it's the second page, I think, where... Yeah. So there was a scene where, like, Sarah's supposed to be in, in, the, in the prison, and she's supposed to be like, I could get out of here. And my take on it was, like, an angle almost a shot from, like, a prison camera where she's looking down at something, and you don't know what it is. He's, and, like, a little bit... 
a little bit softer than Ed Bennis in a little bit. Like yeah. Ed Bennis's is really like ripped, like you know, like very gritted teeth. And this is like a, like sort of like, but like a little bit softer softness. on the edges. Which might yeah. be partially me saying, "Don't have him be gritted teeth." <laughs> no, I like it. It's it's good. That's me uh, saying it's. I, I like. But it, in actually. any case, yeah. what I like was that um, I didn't. I, I that's what I was thinking of, and then Diego turns it in. I was like. Oh, that makes a great page. It's not what I would have said. I thought it should be. Like, I think of things, I think, a little more like, I don't know, maybe sort of nine panels on a page, mm-hmm. more cinematic or whatever, and, and sort of slower. And he, he thinks of things like Top Cow, and that's why that's why Mark was like, that's the guy for the job. Put the guy who uh, would write, you know, would write Skyscrapers of the Midwest with a guy that draws. <laughs> yeah, that's you know I mean? Like, yeah. that's, I mean, my sensibilities come from, that sort of thing, besides the boobies and the butts. Would, would you ever think? You know, it's because I know that uh, that you're still you're still you know an artist and out there drawing uh, the thought of actually drawing a fill-in issue at some point. Ever yeah, that? I would love to do that. I think um, that that's one of those things. Like I remember someone saying that uh, I think it, it might have been Bendis himself. It's like people think that the idea of Bendis writing Batman is better than what he would actually do. I think the idea of me drawing Witchblade is probably better than, <laughs> than, than, yeah. than what but, would actually happen. You'd be like, man, if I got a hold of that and I did one issue, it'd be just yeah, it's so awesome. It'd be so, it'd be yeah, so yeah. great. Just but, do it, you know, bring bring the annuals back to a, do Witchblade annual. Yeah, but I would sweet. love to do it. I mean, I think it would be a great. Um, I mean, the ultimate thing I think is a as a comic guy is if, if when you're me, I want to write and draw the same thing. I mean, to this day, you know, Ant Man Wasp will always be the thing. I'm like, oh, that was that was best job I ever had because I got to do both and whether anybody fucking liked that book I don't know but I liked it. but it, I, it was me getting to be like alright here's what I would do with a Marvel comic book you know so other things that you write or you just draw maybe it's just sort of 50% of what you would what you would want to make a mark on something so um, well, yeah it would be interesting I think you know but I mean Diego is just so fucking I, I, I think well it's gotta be hard you know, to being an artist as well as a writer you know, I think I would think that you know guys that aren't artists that are just writers, and while they may think visually when they're writing something, a lot of times it's just like, well, I'm you're drawing write lay- this scene. you're drawing layouts in your head well, as you're writing. Sure. Writing yeah, it's have, not the same yeah. thing. It's, whereas you say, oh, well, I'm just going to write this and then I'm going to send it to the artist and see what he sends back. Where you're, yeah. you know, you're you're really you know a lot closer to that uh, idea of it when you're when you're writing it of, of what it's going to look like. So when you see an artist, yeah, come back I mean, with the it, thing is, it's... even for myself, I write full scripts. Like I drew I've, everything I've drawn that I wrote, I still wrote a full script for it. It's not like I went in there and just drew layouts and then did dialogue over the top of it. It's, you like, didn't you didn't Marvel style it for I yourself. Didn't. I'm, oh. still, I'm still so <laughs> anal that, that fucking I... Tim Seeley artist is going to fuck this up. <laughs> yeah. Look at Tim Seeley, the writer, really screwed me on this <laughs> panel. What's he thinking? But it's like it's literally to me two different things. So um, yeah, I mean, I don't. I even if, even when I do both, I, I I still approach it like this is me, the writer, and this is me, the penciler. So. Um, uh. There you go. Wow. <laughs> that is you, the disgusting bastard. That, yeah. 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 Well, I'm just stay, glad stay that, that Top Cow ushered you in in style, in true Top Cow fashion, with the cardstack cover cardstack, and the gold foil yeah. logo. Yeah, I mean, this Very isn't sweet. the main version. I think this is the well. They have all these different versions of the cover because they they do up. I want to see that stuff. gold foil when you get a chance. <laughs> this, is, this is cover D. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> Holy, how many fucking covers do you guys have? I think there's F. Wow. <laughs> there's Fs of them. I did, I, I, did, I did a cover. John Tyler, yeah. Christopher John Tyler, Christopher, J. Scott Campbell, 
Boy, but I mean, it's like just this variant. epic level of like super talented people lined up. You know, I mean, uh, Top Gun doesn't fuck around. They do, they do super nice objects. They're beautiful objects. There's a nice oh, little uh, shit. I'm probably gonna have to start fucking reading uh, Witchblade now, aren't yeah. I, Tim? God damn was, it. Was jo- was Joe's comics a, a Top Cow imprint? That was like an imprint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Imprint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are some of my favorite comics of that era. Midnight Nation. Midnight Nation was so damn good. I didn't like Rising Stars at all, but I loved. Midnight I loved Nation. Rising Stars. Did it? Yeah, I've not read Rising. I need to go back and reread it now. But seriously, Midnight Nation is one of my top twenty comics ever. Really? I fucking loved it. Dude, Gary Frank. Gary Frank. Oh, Gary Frank's awesome. Yeah. Well, I like the story too. I did like Rising Stars. I loved. It was. It was. I'm going to butcher his name. It was like Kouchou or... Kucha. 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 He was at C2E2 last year, and I had no idea and totally oh, missed him. He doesn't do a lot of comics stuff anymore. When's C2E2 Zero this year? Issue. It is April 13th, 14th, and 15th. Fuck. God so what I'll, I'll tell you, though, when I... Because I knew that you were familiar with Wishplay because you and I had talked about it before. Mm-hmm. So I was actually... Chris, I was really hoping to hear what you thought about it. The book and Chris is the biggest Witchblade fan. I think you've actually read it. I have not read it yet. I okay, was, well, that's yeah, not. Oh, well. Mm. <laughs> you would think but that. I'll go home. Would. I'll call you around 11 o'clock tonight. Just send, we'll, send me a text. We'll, uh, I'll, no. be, I'll, I'll be okay. playing Skyrim. This is a fucking trap, Tim. I can tell you what Chris thought of the book. I did, no, I haven't read it yet. No, I'm going to give you your opinion from okay. me. Oh, okay. Pat, All right, Pat, Pat Brower from Challenge Comics uh, is going to give. You thought it was pretty. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You thought it was. Pretty awesome that all these great Chicago landmarks are showing up. Yeah, all right. Thinking, hey, she lives above the Green Mill. She goes to Neo. She goes to Neo. How great is that? Uh, it is the perfect jumping on point whether you've read Witchblade before or not. And we have had more people than we thought buy oh, that's it because good. of that. And that's kind of great. That's what you want out of a new creative team. And you don't have to know uh, anything about the character going into this. There you go, Pam Brown. Well, here this is what I'll, this is what I'll <laughs> Tim because you're such a, a good friend of the show and 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 we love you so much. I think next episode between now and then we'll we'll all three of us we will read Witchblade. All right, and we will all give you. On the show, we will have a Witchblade moment. We'll, we'll have a, a we'll live have reading. A, we'll all talk about Witchblade. No, not a live reading. We will have a, 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 a Witchblade minute where we all discuss oh, yeah, what we feel, what we thought about this first issue of yours. All right, I'll be curious. How's that sound? Don't fall for the trap where Chris is going to call you at eleven because that's just a way for him to like get your phone number, <laughs> and, like, get his way. Also, you life. have a new girlfriend, and just, uh, it's okay. It's not good. No, I will not call you at 11 o'clock tonight. I'll call you at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> hey, Tim. It's Chris. <laughs> Timmy. Red Witchblade. Got a lot of problems. Listen, a couple of, <laughs> couple of suggestions here. Remember, uh, remember, what Val, wish, remember what Val said about that uh, He-Man piece of shit? Well, really wish, it on. Really <laughs> wish you would have run this past me before. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, th- that's the weird thing I was thinking about is, like, how many guys have had to follow up a fucking creative team of... And, Hey, who who followed uh, si- uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby after Fantastic Four 102? Uh, I have no idea. It was yeah. still Stan Lee, <laughs> yeah, Stan and, Lee and somebody else. Somebody else. But here's the fucking you 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 sense that oh god this is what this is my fucking lot in life you know like to be those guys the guy after the epic run but like that's right dude. Well, listen, bro, it's cool. My, the only thing I could do is say <laughs> I'm not Ron. And I think the character is great, and here's why I do. You know, like that's which that's that's the approach, right? That's yeah, the, yeah so. I, you know, and I think 
you know, I think what you have to start to look at as a comic book creator is is to to certainly not ignore the what's gone on in the past, but try right. and look beyond it and go, well, let's find a new audience, a right. bigger audience for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, 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 and you know you're going to alienate people. And like, I fucking, I wish that wasn't the case. But sometimes, like, I mean. I know that sort of the way Ron approaches things was when, when they first sort of said, hey, here's Wishblade. And he said, I'm not interested in making the kind of book that it was before, right? You can ask Ron. He'll tell you that was exactly the approach he's, that he, he was taking on it. And I have no problem with the kind of the way the book was before. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's not a criticism to anybody. It's simply... It's a personal taste thing. I, I was totally fine with the way it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Um, I, I think you have to have a certain, like, one man's judgment on something, the way they want to do something, doesn't necessarily mean it's right or wrong. It's just a great, that was the way that he did it, and it made for great stories. But, right. sorry. But I'm not that, I'm just not that guy. Like, I'm, you know, obviously I come from Hack Slash. I don't have, I prefer sex over violence. I prefer fun over serious. I That's prefer- a fucking epitaph right there on your tombstone. <laughs> sex Pref- over survived. violence, baby. Tim always preferred sex over violence. <laughs> I prefer fun over serious. I prefer, um, you know, like, character over over story. Like, those are, that's just the way I approach things. So, hopefully, you know, that's okay. With, with- Less historians, more pioneers. That's <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's a great advice. But, I mean, you know. Oh, that's you- a good Wow, we're getting lots of tombstones written up here. <laughs> Everyone's getting one tonight. I actually, That's what we need. To count. I, it's funny. I heard it on the radio. It had nothing to do with it. Was it was it had to do with sports? Uh, but I heard that this morning on the radio, and I was like, "Wow, that Ooh, is a great." What is it again? I, I, it's less, less historians, historians, more pioneers. That's, That's what amazing. We need. It's a fan. It's a so and it was actually like someone talking about the Bears. Like That's fantastic. Need, you know what I mean? Like I think because I, they I they just happened to catch it like on my drive in. Is it because they hired Shut Mike Tyson as their offense? Maybe. <laughs> But we'll talk about that later. It was just a, I mean, just a very phenomenal statement. And I just thought about in relation to art and and, and comics, and it's like we need less historians and more pioneers. More, that's a lot know, of historians. Yeah. yeah, it really no, is. Right. And I think we look backwards too much. Not that we should ever not. You know what I mean? Sure. Look at the history and, and look at at what's come before. But fans I think, fans should look at history. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I, and that's I, like a fan the creators thing. should look forward and, and be I inadvertently, uh, and, I was giving a friend advice about some shit the other day. And I was like, oh, I should have wrote that down. Which was, uh, she was talking about sort of some uh, so problems with a friend or whatever. And I, and I just said, uh, sometimes the best way to make a mark is to leave a scar. I was like, oh, wait, that's true, that's though. Fucking <laughs> shit, that's going on my tombstone. <laughs> and in a weird way, I didn't mean it, but... And I thought about it, I was like, that, that's fucking true. It's deep, goddamn. <laughs> I know, I didn't even fucking mean to say something. that I, It was just whatever. But I thought about it, I was like, that's some profound shit you're laying down well, it's there. Just she then went out and fucking cut her with a razor blade. <laughs> but in a weird way, weird like, shit, sometimes man. you got to, you know, you got to, uh, you, you can't compete with the, the sort of way it was. And, and you can't make it happy. You've got to just nuke it and, and just go on from there. And maybe that's... Yeah, I, lo- I like it. I love the uh, less historians, more pioneers. I, I think that's uh, my new mantra. Yeah, yeah. Don't leave a sc- if you're gonna leave a mark, make it a scar. There you go. <laughs> there you go. No All fat right. chicks. No fat <laughs> chicks. Cold. <laughs> Open this fucking beer for me, will you? Somebody.
<laughs> yeah. All right, well, <laughs> I wish we could end on anything better than, than we, uh, that mantra. Yeah, everyone, we all walk away with a little bit no of wisdom. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we all have our mantras, right? Shit happens. <laughs> so, anybody reading Just, any comics? Uh, I read, I read Skyscraper. Yeah, we know. Best. Anything else? Anything? Chris, no? Uh, <laughs> I actually have to take off. You what? Know? Yeah, I have to meet a friend at nine thirty. What uh, friend? I know. I Dude, friends, talk so about a total up. baller move. <laughs> I thought on air announcing. Sorry. I, gotta, I, gotta I go. have to leave well, now. You know, we are, we are, we are creeping up. Uh, we're creeping up on two hours. Are we? So, really? Yeah. 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 Sure. Wow. Yeah. That's why I thought. I'm that sorry, guys. Quick. I will. Uh, no. right. Well, you know, I'm going to leave too next month. Well, I'm not okay. gonna let Tim show me up. So, so real quick before <laughs> we let uh, before we let Tim go, uh, we've got Witchblade jump in issue one fifty one. I'll give you a call tomorrow Witchblade. at eight. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Uh, also, uh, Hackslash ongoing at Image still happens. Yep. Uh, check out all the awesome stuff at Four Star Studios and Bloodstrike comes out in March. Oh, that's so right. Yeah, tell, you're doing tell your retailer or Bloodstrike. Seriously, Bloodstrike. It's, it's the coolest thing I've ever done. Really? <laughs> <Just saying that. laughs> you say that every time. Uh, it's the coolest cooler. thing I've ever done. Uh, uh, double feature comics. Yeah, double uh, feature. Co- uh, Four Star Studios. Doublefeaturecomics.com. Uh, we still purvey the cheapest uh, anthology digital comic on the market with the highest quality. So I think you should still check it out. Now. Awesome. <laughs> It's true that we do it sponsorship. It's my and then, don't uh, start with price. Don't ever, don't ever, don't start with price. I don't start with price. Value, just quality, and, uh, quality. Mike Norton and I have a He's three days of fucking advertising right school. No, they told us that the first. <laughs> don't mention price. Really? Yeah, it's awesome because people uh, don't like to be defined by like well, here's how much price. money they spend on things. Uh, f- free. Depends Mike Norton and I have a story in the Image twentieth uh, free comic book day issue that launches a new series. So. Uh, we're real, real happy about it. Uh, nice. you check Wait, it what? Really? You and Mike we're have launching a, story? a new image series, and it debuts in uh, the Image Twenty Free Comic Book oh, Day. Awesome book. So, Sweet. Yeah. Uh, covers include some pretty epic, pretty uh, epic uh, cover uh, arts. Uh, these uh, covers go to E F G. Which letter of the alphabet? Are we uh, just, just one B. Uh, yeah. Just, just. Coat Noble versus <laughs> Battle Club. Yeah. 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 Oh my God, we should do that. There is right. a co- a cover. <laughs> One. Well, I just want to let you know I've I've intensively studied, uh, you know, metaphysics and uh, paranormal activity in Chicagoland area. If you ever need a little, uh, yeah, God, you yeah, believe how many days I've spent reading? Like I, I actually spent a whole day yesterday reading uh, Chicago Gang. History. Oh yeah. And then I, the day before that, I spent doing um, Blackstone Rangers, Resurrection Mary, oh, and yeah. Uh, Avenue. Yeah. Oh, you want to know oh, about know. like like Chicago? I had sound notes. I have books and books and books on like Chicago. Really? <laughs> paranormal. I didn't know yeah. that about you. Yeah. Bachelor's uh, Grove. You got to do something. Like oh, I did. We did a story. One fifty six is Bachelor's, Bachelor's Grove. Grove. Fantastic. What? Oh, seriously, I shit you not. One fifty six. Public Creek. There's some. Oh, I know this. I know. I looked it up. Chicago game. If you ever need any, you know. Oh, I was just there. Yep. I just I know all about the black. If you need pee. someone to write a fill in, don't pee. I know. I know the shit. I was no. doing a lot of research. So, so you, just, you so you, you can to... use that as a research. They have a uh, uh, kind of an ongoing map that. Yeah, that, all the neighborhoods. Uh, I know what yeah. my neighborhood is uh, run by now. Hey, Simon City Royals, baby. You got yours? 
We are Latin kings. I have a Latin kings neighborhood, but they don't. Apparently, yeah. they don't enforce a lot in my neighborhood. They're not real big on. Are you selling? Shit. Well, you probably don't have to worry that much if you're not selling drugs. Yeah, don't give a shit. I, <laughs> yeah. I, do you know about the two alliances in Chicago? There's two gangs basically. There's there's like sixty gangs, but there's literally two major mm-hmm. alliances. Yeah. And the only time they fight is when the two major alliances clash yep. in, in Chicago, which is mostly just in the south and west side, apparently. Because most of the gangs on the north side are pretty well affiliated. But, wow, I didn't know this about Chicago at all. But thank you, Wishblade. Yeah. I'm afraid to go walk down the street. If you go to <laughs> Chicago gangs, that website, though, where they're like, listen, we're not glorifying gang activity. And then the next page you click to has got, like, the rap business. play. Money, <laughs> bitches! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did like, you know about the business cards? All in. No. All right, here's a really interesting thing about Chicago gangs. I just want to point this out. Um, when gangs move into a neighborhood, they often point, pass out cards, which are basically business cards, that uh, display who runs the corner and has the names of all the major guys in the gang on the card. And it's actually a collectible item. You can go online and try to buy like 60s and 70s and 80s business cards from gangs in Chicago. Uh, I got fucking into this shit while I'm writing Witchblade. Like, I got way more into it than I need to be. You fell down a fucking rabbit hole. <laughs> I, did. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait, that's a sweet fucking Latin <laughs> Kings card, you know? Like, that's I'm a sweet a... Black Peace Down yeah. fucking card. Oh, I'm putting really that hard. right next to Wonder Bread He Man on my shelf. <laughs> and that wraps it up. I'll take it on. <laughs> Thanks, sir. All right, guys. Thank all right, you. Be good. Well, uh, all right. All right. Well, a little wow. education, a little uh, gang information. And, uh, Guests yeah. just leave right while we're recording. Yeah, just uh, in the middle of recording, they total baller. Well, well see what it is. We've puts had, on his we, leather jacket, <laughs> just boom, oh, gets on his motorcycle, he fucking jumps on yeah, his bike. The it's the. It's what the happens whenever the guests, off. when the guests reach reach a level of familiarity. It's that top here. cow money, man. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, you know. That's a Mark Sylvester move. I'm out. <laughs> Bam, leather jacket, motorcycle, gone. Larson didn't even do that. Whenever we, yeah, no shit. Jesus. Well, I guess the episode's guys. done. I, I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Unless you guys um, got something you want to talk Next time we're leaving soon. before the guest is done. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to be like, oh, we sorry, finish. man. We got to go. Yeah. <laughs> just, just hit the just keep talking. Just, yeah. <laughs> just hit the space bar and command. Yeah, desk. it's fine. Yeah. You can send me the computer later. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Yeah. So, yeah. hey. Yeah. Um, so, Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this one time, one time only, and never, ever, ever again. Tom, good luck to your team in the playoffs. Oh, for the Packers? Fuck that. It's been. I love you, Tom, but there's no fucking way. It was a good 2000. It was a good 2011. Yeah. Let's see what. I owe Tom. I owe owe Tom that after the uh, the NLCS this year. You have you have my sympathy that. Your offensive coordinator had to be paired with a passing coach. <laughs> I hope Which is weird. breaks fucking neck. That's my sentiment. Oh, oh that's mean. Oh, hey. That's I'm mean. You could wish that they football. lose. Football's mean. You could wish that they lose no, without I'm, him getting I hurt. want a, like a serious injury, you know, maybe life-threatening. Right. Maybe. I hope <laughs> that, I hope that uh, now, Jay Cutler just it, keeps it, the face that he has. Is it, is it, true, is it true that, <laughs> that the, bear, the Bears have named Mike Tice the – Offensive coordinator and running coordinator, and they are no. hiring a passing coordinator. That uh, has to be I the that's, that's like the craziest right, thing know. that I've ever heard. Right? It's like the college of coaches with the Cubs. How you could know? you have a, one coach for running and one for passing? I mean, they right? Have cor- they that's have weird, cor- right? They have, is it going to be like the quarterback? I think quarterback it's a coach? consultant. Consultant. It's, it's oh, okay. consultant. It's got to be a quarterback. Okay. It's a quarterback. Bring coach. in there, you know. I bet there's going to be a separate quarterback coach. 
There will and, be a There will be a seventh. Yes. Yes. And Sal is just like, yeah, there will be a seventh. Passing, passing, coordinator. passing coordinator. coordinator. Passing coordinator. That's Chicago, Chicago bureaucracy. Offensive line coach. Well, what? You have you have coaches for every position. What's the, what's the big deal? It's it's a, Maybe they're breaking new ground. Maybe it's a whole new... You I know, would say they might what, be. Why do you got to be mired? I'm in, just saying. Know. Listen, I would believe they're breaking new ground if Mike Tice wasn't the one that was. <laughs> the, what? What's wrong with Mike Tice? He he was he, he was, was a bad awful. head coach. He was. Uh, well, that's a different job. That's a whole different right, responsibility. Listen, I'm listen. If you're happy with it, I'm happy with it. Well, you know, I'm happy with it. I'm hoping they all get fired next year. <laughs> you know, that's a, a complete disaster. And, burn it down. Yeah, they just, now we can know, we can continue this conversation without recording. Yes, absolutely. All right, everyone, uh, have a fantastic rest of your uh, January. Happy holidays and happy New Year. We will be back in February, and it will probably, I would assume, be a little bit uh, chillier here in Chicago. So, probably five feet of snow. Probably five feet of snow. Nah. So, all nah. right. Everyone, uh, read comic books, have fun. Uh, we'll be back in February. In the meantime, hope Aaron Rodgers dies. <laughs> we'll <laughs> doesn't matter. In. <laughs> your wishes, your wishes don't make anything come true. No, absolutely not. If they did, I, mean, I can't you know, wait for next doing? year when the Bears use all their timeouts in the first quarter because they can't decide if they're passing or running because you know. their two coaches are arguing with each other. And around comics, we're good, we're good with that. That's good. Okay, no. bye. I'm gonna spread some information. Oh, hey, Dream.